0: The recreational use of chloroform. Fuck, I loved that. Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative Town Podcast brought to you by us over at adzhorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. Can you believe they consider me charming in this country? You son of a goddamn bitch. Really? Yeah, oh my god. Really? And sitting next to Jake is someone else who passes for charming in this town, believe it or not. It's Mark. Me oh and my Jake, god. the can't... both of us. We're both charming.
1: Dude, we have reached a new plane. I didn't Off even... air, we were talking about how you
0: weren't even going to look up a movie. You were just going to use the first thing. You You'll look up a quote from the movie. First gonna thing gonna that came just...
1: to my mind. My god. Jack, we've got... To do something with this clairvoyance. This has to be
0: useful somehow. We have to. Oh, my God. Okay. Anyway, hi, Mark. Hello. Hey, dude. <laughs> For okay. those of you unfamiliar with our crack jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. This week, we watched 2016's The Boy, which was a jack pick. Hello, jack pick alert. And we will dive all the way into the boy real soon. And fair warning, when we do, we're going to spoil the absolute nonsense out of it. And I'd say spoiling matters for this movie. Big time. So uh, if you want to watch this movie, don't have it be spoiled by us.
2: Go watch it. Jack, and I Jack you should, saying that we'll it's spoilable that is itself a spoiler. Okay? So, cool Oh, it. no. Goodness gracious. Jesus Christ. But, listener, this may or may not be spoilable. I don't know.
0: <laughs> and we may or may not spoil it with even just our beer selections. So, you know, that's a thing that can happen. And, hey, if you like what we do and want to support the show, you can never go to patreon.com slash Z Horror. That's A-T-O-Z Horror. Support the show at your level of choosing. Get some perks for your troubles. But if you can't swing that right now, we just appreciate you being here with us and having a a jam sesh about the boy. Just really rapping about it. We're going (laughs) to rapping about the boy. We're
1: going to jam on the boy?
0: Yeah, we're going to jam on the boy. Okay. Yikes. (laughs) But for now, it's time to do your getting drunk part. So let's go. Let's do beers for Fears. Hey, Mark. Hello. We're starting over with you. What are your beers for these Fears?
2: Well, it's your movie, so I feel like you should go first, but I'm willing to do this. Uh, I am drinking a Shades of Pale. Actually, it used to be called Shades of Pale. Now it's just called Shades Brewing. It's from Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, I'm drinking a Double double Trouble American Style Double IPA. Uh, Okay. Double Trouble here, meaning multiple things. At the climax of this movie, and I'll just reference the fact that we already did the spoiler warning here. At the climax of this movie, she's dealing with the abusive boyfriend and the, I don't know what you want to call it, abusive uh, house man, (laughs) who's also living in the walls at the same time. Houseman. Yes. Yes. Yeah, the houseman. houseman. Uh, uh yeah. so that's that's what I'm going for is is At- double trouble. She's she's beset on all sides by the iniquities of evil men. You know what's interesting Mark as
0: you were saying that Jake started waving around one of his beers wildly. He pulled it out of his backpack with reckless abandon. Abandon uh, it's yeah. uh it's also a Shades beer but it's not the same Shades beer. No,
1: no it's not the- I think it, it
2: looked like it was the Kweek.
1: Uh looked- yeah, so these are not my beers for these fears but it was funny we were having an off air obviously chat earlier today about this brew this brewery and it is out of Salt Lake and I'd seen it on tap somewhere here in town and then Jake, I Jake it's pronounced
2: brewery. Brewery
1: and I I just went into the typical beer store that I get the beers for these fears for and I saw that they had some of the kvik series so I got two to try in the background here. Okay, well Not I won't, beer, I won't beer.
2: bring you any when I'm in town next month then. That's
1: i mean you I'll let you know if it's good and then maybe you should.
2: Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> And which one of those was your actual
0: beer for this neither, 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 neither. Okay, um, so talk about which one was that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. My actual beer, it's a hazy double IPA by Payette here in town. It's called Saucer Boy. Uh, look, this movie's called The Boy. And when I think Saucer how to fit that one in, he's like a porcelain doll, man. Like, basically what saucers are made out of. They're all very breakable.
0: <laughs> okay,
2: so you made <laughs> an effort, ostensibly. I, That's we a should, great we should, effort. We should back this up a little bit. This is kind of a hard movie to beer. It's a movie about babysitting, which does not frequently have, like, yeah. A lot of
1: beer yeah. tie ins. You know what I was hoping for? I was really hoping to find like a peanut butter and jelly
2: stout. Ooh, that would have been a good. Same idea. Yeah.
1: I found
0: a peanut butter porter that I was not oh. particularly interested in. Yeah.
1: Peanut butter and jelly. It would have had to be both.
0: Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, fair enough. I myself am drinking a revision IPA by the Revision Brewing Company. Uh on a couple of levels here. Yeah, now why? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> From this movie alone, this is a movie that does have a revision to your expectations, right? This is a twist movie. This is one that like hits you at the end with a revision to what you were expecting. It's not supernatural. It's just a guy living in the walls, a la Housebound, uh, but, which maybe came out in the same year. But then beyond hmm. that, uh, we'll talk about this in a minute, but I also watched uh, Brahms colon The Boy 2. Brand new movie. This week, yeah. Uh, and now, is
2: that related to this movie, or is that just a totally <laughs> different thing? Uh, you know, Mark, it's interesting. I'll tell you. Okay. It is a direct sequel. Oh! It's, it's Brahms the Boy
0: 2 in there. However, they fully ignore the entirety of the first movie. It's just a spooky doll movie. I feel like you would say, yeah. Uh, that uh, seems why? Like,
2: that seemed like what they were doing based off the trailer that we watched.
1: Why are through we throughout. moving to that part of the podcast right now? Well, we're also because, because
2: they've
0: revised- the entire story of Brahms. In Brahms Cola, the boy too. It's a fully supernatural so, demon devil doll. So, so your beer, beer for
2: fear is specific to the sequel to the movie. that. We're no, reviewing. I
0: also had a reason to apply it to the movie itself. Are you going to tell us about that part? I did. What was it? Oh my God. They revised your expectations with the twist. They keep you going down a path. You weren't listening at all. <laughs> I was. I don't think you were listening I, I was. at all. It was, it was, the effort was I even pointed out how me. it applied. I said specifically for this movie. You're mm-hmm. just now You'll grimacing find at me. I don't know. I that. Jake's grimaces sober one on the, brain the based on an so I'm going to trust his,
2: his experience here.
0: Oh, I'm not sober. Yeah. Is that what we're asking? Am I yes, sober? Yes, exactly. Nope, I'm not. All right. It didn't feel right. I think we all did a great job except for you two. Uh, now let's move. <laughs> okay, on that's that's good. Drinking beer and watching the boy isn't the only thing we did at the course of the last week. We might have also experienced some other shit in the horror world. Yeah. Jake, let's let him point at you. Let's Are start you sure you don't you. want to
1: continue talking about Brahms the boy too?
0: I do, but I want to. No, I want to revamp. I want to ramp back up to that hatred.
1: You got to redo your take. I, uh, no. Wait, hold on. He's got to. You revise have to it. revise your take.
0: I, yeah, perfect. Damn yeah. it! Fuck! Why didn't you I really, just you use just it? I'm
1: staring the beer can in the face. Pick. Um, well, first, we're going to need to cue that uh, Beers for Fears losses type. Yeah, yeah. Sound it's time to talk effect. about lost
0: Beers for Fears bets. Yeah. Mm, beer. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. What an idiot. You suck, you jackass.
1: So I had one that I was down on from a little while ago. Okay. So this was for The Love Witch. When I I made, actually, I was really proud of it. I made a cocktail for that particular movie, <laughs> and it was delightful. Like, I had, it was tea, it was herbaceous, it was pink as hell. You should have named end. it. You and did it was, a very like, a bad job describing fluffy, it. Fluffy, I didn't have a name for it. That was where, uh, obviously, you had to flaw. name it. Uh, yeah, how does the marketing guy fail on the branding side of things? It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, I lost, I lost that movie, so I had to watch it seems mercifully, uh, the original Suspiria. So this one has been hard to come by for a while. We'd actually had it on the slate to review as a full-fledged podcast at one point like two years ago now. Jesus. But we couldn't get it. But we couldn't get it yeah. without having to b- buy the Blu-ray or whatever on Amazon. And, and it wasn't was just a Blu-ray. Even... It, We had You it had to DVD. buy the DVD
2: from Australia for like $25 or something. So some we didn't crazy do it. Shit. Correct. We,
1: we didn't do it. You can watch it right now on one of those internet sources that has like commercials in it. Uh, or you I can rent like it. Tubi. Or you can rent it. I did not want the immersion breaking, so I rented it. Good, Good call. Uh, my over like I've I'd seen this long? movie. It's really long, right? I not the I, new I mean, the new Suspiria is like two hours forty five. It's not no the Suspiria. This is like an hour almost fifty. I think reasonable, reasonable. Longer than an hour and a half, but whatever. I my I had been a long time since I'd seen this, but I had seen it. Uh, my memory of it is basically, like, what's out there, which is super colorful, kind of crazy looking. There you go. Right? Dario
0: Argento has some stuff going
1: on. Basically. And I think the thing that was a little... I I was surprised by was that this was more graphically disturbing in the violence department than I remembered or was expecting. Okay. It's not, like, crazy, but it... I I... I was not expecting it to be as graphic as it was considering what I remembered of the movie, what's talked about with regard to the movie these days, and when the movie was made. All of those combined, I was not really expecting what I got. Yeah, okay. um, This is, it's an atmospheric as hell movie, and it's one that I definitely, having seen it now, having gone through this exercise, would recommend. I think it's very interesting. Solid. And that's about all I have to say about
0: it. And it's like just rentable on, on your renting Right platforms. now, you might want
1: to go ahead and get it because I don't know, man. It comes and goes. It comes and goes.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. That's a pretty good call. Mark, do you have anything you got to pay up for?
2: I do not. I will just tag along with the uh, Suspiria conversation. Suspiria was one of those that I hadn't seen. It was one of my blind spots. I went back and watched it a few years ago. I'm sure I talked about it on the podcast already. But it was one of yep. the, it's one of the few that I would say really stood up. I was expecting to get a like typical 1970s 80s whatever horror movie. It was made mm-hmm. in 77. Um, and it exceeded my expectations substantially. By a lot. By yeah. a lot. I would say yeah. it's in the the categ- that category is this movie is Suspiria and Poltergeist. Those are the two that mm-hmm. I've gone back and watched that I had taken my sweet time getting back to and I watched them and I was like, "Damn, that's a really good movie."
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So, fair enough. I
2: like Highly it. recommendable. Well, I
0: got one to pay up on. Okay. Uh, I lost Beers for Fears for, I think we did the remake
2: of Black Christmas. Uh, Christmas Evil was the uh, name of the Christmas movie? Christmas Evil. We... Yep. No, I, just, I transposed we, it we wrong. We did do the notes. remake of Black Christmas, but that was last year. <laughs> Shit. It was <laughs> so okay. a substantial amount of time ago. No, no. We did the original Black Christmas last year. Yeah, no, we, we, we did the, talk the original about, no. Black Christmas two years ago. Mother Jack's whole life fucker.
0: is just this void. It's all very difficult. <laughs> okay.
2: okay, whatever Christmas
0: movie we watched this most recent year, I lost that one inexplicably, yep. I assume. Um, I don't know what the poll was. Mark, you, you probably made it. Have any insight on, on what you
2: did here for me? It was Western-themed. Uh, I can't remember how we tied that back to Christmas stuff. Fair enough, I'm I sure. I think we, did we were just job. like
1: watch a western horror because you only talk about westerns anyway.
0: Yeah, that <laughs> was probably it. I know the other ones were all western horrors.
2: So, yeah. I mean, anyway, was... I had to
1: watch the wind. Oh god, finally, the one I recommended it for you. Uh,
0: ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I fucking loved this movie. Hmm. Jake, you've seen this, right? You right? You no, recommended I, it for no me. I just recommended it based on nothing. Just I, sometimes things. you You could have just recommended it based on nothing, and it would have been a good recommendation. I saw it.
1: I discussed it. Yes. All of that happened last year. Yeah. It was
2: it movie. was
0: appropriate. Yeah. Fucking rules! Uh, yeah, this movie is so hard. Everything in which I'm interested. Yep, uh, it's really tonal. You also got to be in the right place to watch this movie, right? Yeah. This is a really good alone late at night yeah. in the dark movie. Yeah. This is nothing else going on movie. Yeah, because this movie is largely silent. Yeah, and it's fucking fantastic. I also thought the effects on the there's like dead livestock right that she goes out and finds this is set in the late 1800s yep. uh like a new family it's, it's a town of four people it's a, a town it's a frontier two of, houses yeah. that, it's a homestead yeah it's a homestead yeah. uh and uh there's a couple and a new couple moves in right. and they're weird and weird stuff happens yeah uh, it's gotta it's set suck in
2: the late 1800s it's gotta suck when you're like manifest destinying yourself out in the middle of fucking nowhere you have your 200 acres and somehow you still have shitty neighbors
0: Right, it's like, oh god, really it has to be Chet? Fucking Chet moved in? That's the god real that's damn. the real horror
1: of this movie. That asshole I thought I left him in whatever, St. Louis.
0: Anyway, this movie is everything I like in a horror movie. It's really tonal, it's fucking beautiful. It's sweeping vistas accompanied by terrifying like dread. There's I think one or two jump scares, but they're not overused. They're well no, done. I think they're It's re-erged. not a jump scare movie. Yeah. Uh, it's fucking fantastic. Yeah, it's You've a horror It's an
1: atmospheric psychological horror western. Yep. Huh. Um, uh, <laughs> That's what Jack and likes. you didn't watch it last year when it's I was telling you to watch I it. it. I, I have two have... questions. Yes, okay, sir. you ask them because the, I might the have the first to of
2: which one. is: How did you watch this? Where is it available? So this is a rental.
0: I rent. Read... I think it. It says it's free on Hulu if you Google it, but then when you go to Hulu, it's like you have to have Hulu Plus yes, Plus. Yeah, oh, Hulu's just just doing like
2: doing Hulu is doing
0: that.
1: exactly like yes. the boy. Hulu is yeah. doing that hard. It's like it's free wild.
0: All this, like,
1: subscript. Free
2: if you give us another $75 a month.
1: Fuck you. Yeah, Yeah, I I
2: love that it includes the little thing underneath it. It's only $55 a month. What are you doing, wasting Your Time? (laughs) So, Uh, I rented it on Amazon. Okay, second question uh, is, I am not a particularly big Western fan. You and Jake are. Uh, Would I like this movie still? Yes, you would. Yes, this doesn't play with... A lot of the Western tropes, I think you—it's like
1: more very the much. setting than anything. Yeah, it, it's a means of isolating the character for the journey that is to unfold.
2: Yeah, Jack. Yeah. Jack, for the sake of just intellectual research, I would like to recommend you watch 1922. That Stephen—I think it was a Stephen King movie or whatever—that came out on Netflix. Yes, oh, yeah. that's a Stephen King. Yeah, I Stephen King did not care for that, but that is also kind of in this same boat. So okay. I gave it sort of a bad rap on this podcast. Maybe you should give that one a rewatch for the sake of making sure I didn't give it a bad shake.
1: I have a recommendation. Why don't you watch 1922, Jack, and you watch The Wind, Mark? Yeah, I will. Okay. Deal. Great. Cool. Good.
0: Good. <laughs> Uh, will someone send me that in a text message so I do it and don't forget about it cuz I we'll am not sober. F- well, so find here's a way. the thing about all that,
2: right. Jack, is we can do that and you still won't do it. It's true. <laughs> uh I mark I'm getting better about that. I made I, a whole told run, you, I did a whole
0: I'm doing better
1: this year. I told you all to right? watch the wind all of last I'm year. I'm doing
2: better this year. I'm just going to make a note in okay. our document.
0: Yeah, note that we're in the
1: lost bets segment pretty much. <laughs> note that down. F- fuck you, okay? F-
2: have-
0: oh, oh, okay. <laughs> fine. We're going to the, we're going to regular Rocky Horror Worlds. Fuck you. Scatman's world all right uh, we've we've calmed down i took a walk around the block I, I breathed i did some meditation i'm all i'm all normal here yeah uh jake what else has been rocking your horror world yeah, I've Not one, lost, i have twice. one more
1: question to take you back to the wind uh, first
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> what you know like
1: i said i asked the same thing last week hypothetically speaking yes sir would this be you know if we were to go back and do an omnibus on that list of top movies of the year uh-huh uh would it have been number one maybe
0: I you know, I'd I would want to like revisit it closer to watching sure. us and okay. give us another reason. It'd be in the conversation. It, it's, in, it's in the conversation. All right, that's all that matters. I at fucking this point. love this that's movie. That's all that matters at this point. I fucking love this movie.
1: I feel validated. It's fine. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Whatever. I watched one more movie Good. this week. Yeah. Uh there was a movie that came out on Valentine's Day called that used to be called <laughs> something else, and that's all it's in my mind. After oh my midnight. God. After midnight, the After new Jeremy midnight. Gardner one. And, and it's also Jeremy not the Ethan
0: Hawke after midnight Linklater we don't film. Let it all hang no, now.
1: it's the Jer- if Mark would stop singing,
0: Crosstalk singing <laughs> Never. <is the> best. <laughs> Wait, is that is that a movie before? There's before sunset, after sunset, after midnight. What's that trilogy yeah. of movies? Yeah. You got it. Yeah. You nailed it. After midnight, yeah,
1: the Ethan Hawke movie. You so watch that? Is, this is called After Midnight. It's a Jeremy Gardner movie. <laughs> it apparently at one point was called something else.
0: This isn't the werewolf one.
1: This is the werewolf
2: one. Oh, from nice. Oh, Jesus tell Christ, me Jack, it. where are you? What's happening?
0: <laughs> I, okay, I was. there were two Jeremy Gardner movies that yeah. came out in February. Yeah.
2: yeah, I would say... Okay, good point. This,
1: on so, the same day, I think. Wow! Wow, I'm trying to get through it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let me tell you about it. I rented it on Amazon. That's where I watched it. The movie, again, is called After Midnight. Jeremy Gardner flick. Uh, this is the one of the two Jeremy Gardner flicks that came out on the same day, Valentine's Day 2020, that had uh, Justin Benson right and acting an acting role as well. This one looked this one looked in my opinion better than the other one which was called Sinister. A Intentions, lot better I think. in my eyes. Yeah. I'll probably watch both cuz I really like I really like the movies that Jeremy Gardner does. Um I didn't love this one though. Hmm. I it's 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 okay and it did the important thing which was when the credits roll, I had a good feeling. Like the right That's feeling. That's a lot. Which That's great, but what this movie kind of was to me was like a lot of not quite fully formulated stuff happening that ultimately led up to a really good entertaining punchline, and then it ended, right? Because the punchline happens at the end of the movie. So this movie is a punchline, and I can see where it started as an idea, and then they built around it. They really built backwards from there to kind of create a movie leading up to this
2: punchline. I kind of I mean
1: that's the typical
2: like mystery thing,
1: sort of, but this didn't feel like it was cohesive and it had some tonal
2: issues,
0: okay now the trailer also made it look like it had pretty decent werewolf <sighs> transformation
2: effects can you do you want to talk at all about this is not strange take because the trailer had absolutely nothing to do with werewolves. I was just
1: gonna say, so the other thing I have to say about this is it's it's understandably from watching the trailer you think werewolf movie and there are elements of that in here, and it's it's flat-out discussed. I don't think it's a spoiler. Like, it, there is conversation in the trailer about it. This is not a werewolf movie, though.
0: Well, there's also a scene with, like, hands extending into claws, in the sha- at least from a shadow perspective in the trailer.
1: There are things in this movie that are taken from werewolf movies. Okay. This is not a werewolf movie.
0: Oh,
2: interesting.
1: Nor okay. is there a werewolf in this movie. Very interesting. Yes. All right.
2: I'm I can, excited about this. I, I do have I, a quick question for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is the relationship? This is important for my future uh, after I get through all the Friday th- the 13th's. What is the relationship between Jeremy Gardner and Moorhead and Benson?
1: They've done movies together. Like Gardner has collaborated with them on some of their earlier movies. Like They're he's just had sort a role. Of buds. Yeah, he's had a role in several of them. I don't know that he did in hmm, the first one. Might have been Spring. Hmm. I don't, I, I, don't know to be honest, but they're, they're collaborators.
2: Okay, <laughs> that's as good an answer as they're I buddies. That's a little yeah. bit of a sneak preview. The next, the next, uh, air quotes franchise that I dive into will probably be Morehead and Benson, and I'm trying to des- determine whether or not I need to include the Jeremy Gardner. Have you not? Have you not seen all of them at this point? I haven't seen Resolution, and I haven't seen their okay. new ones. There were two. I mean, I, I, that's sort of the question: is whether or not I've dropped the two uh, that came out this last month into that bucket. Plus. What? I,
1: so you haven't seen Resolution, and there's the movie that hasn't come out yet. So what have you just have to had, watch Resolution? Well, so
2: Garden. Well, that's sort of my question. I haven't. I was gonna do. I was gonna do Resolution and like the Battery, and then After Midnight and whatever the name of the other one. Was. After
0: Midnight isn't a Benson and Moorhead movie, right? I feel so I might just kind of Jake? throw them all together. Mark? And,
1: it's a Gardner movie. Benson is in it, right. so it's more so a Benson and Moorhead movie. Moorhead has nothing to do with it, right? For my, uh, from right. what I'm, he washed his hands
2: more. of the whole production.
1: <laughs> well, the other thing I have to say is that the battery... So, by the way, if you're going to watch a Jeremy Gardner movie, watch The Battery. And that's not just because I'm the fucking zombie guy. It's, it is a good movie. Well, like it's, but it's, also,
0: you are the zombie But, guy. I mean, also, you, I mean, I, I agree, there. listeners. Jake, irrelevant to Jake being the zombie guy, that sounds like it's the better film. Yes.
1: But also, that's Jake's what the zombie guy. But all Whatever. Whatever, to get to power right through this, it is a better movie, and it's more recommendable. And if you're gonna start somewhere with with uh, Jeremy Gardner, start there is my opinion. Gotcha. Okay. there you go. Gosh. i'll I'll chime back in soon, I'm sure, with my thoughts on Sinister intentions, assuming it did come out.
0: Fair enough. Mark, I'm gonna let you go third because you didn't even get through all your movies last week, I think, and I only have one to talk about.
2: No, I did. I sneaked in uh prom night at the very at the at, at just at the buzzer. Um, I did forget that I watched it and then I immediately remembered that it came out. <laughs> um I got three this week. The first one was Friday. Well, let the 13th. me go
0: first then, because I only have one. Okay. Cool. That's that was the whole premise of my point. It was a weird toss because you kinda tossed it at him
1: but said, I'm gonna let you go third. <laughs> So, yeah, it's confusing. Just go.
0: Jack. I watched Just go. Brahms Cole, and the Boy, too. Oh, yeah, that thing you talked about a while ago. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. This they is uh, start, the whole damn thing. This didn't is they. starting Katie Holmes. Oh, not God. a revision, though.
2: Important to note, not a revision. It's yeah. definitely a revision. Not a revision. They do
0: flashbacks like that could have been to the first movie where supernatural things happen that didn't happen in The Boy. It's. Infuriating. This is a really bad movie. I fucking hated this movie. Unsurprising. The, what were you expecting, dude? I don't know. After watching The Boy, what were you expecting? <laughs> literally anything I other liked than the, this. Boy <laughs> <laughs> talk, uh, I liked the Boy a lot. We're well, going to talk I like The Boy a lot. Yeah, did you? I did. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, did not like Brahms Cole of The Boy 2. Fair. Sucks. The only thing I liked. Was Katie Holmes' performance is pretty good, and she is like believably terrified and like losing her mind. Well, Katie it, Holmes is a good actress, good. so yeah, that makes she sense. is. The kid actor is also pretty good. Okay, everything else important. about this is a cynical fucking cash grab of horse shit. It's horrible. It kind of doesn't
1: surprise me that the high points you're noting is the acting, because I will get to it. Okay, I think that there are similarities between that and <laughs> and the boy. There are,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, but but this is this is a inexcusably bad story with, with I don't want to like totally spoil everything about this movie but fuck fucking I don't care. It's an inexcusably bad plot, plot with inexcusably bad but not for this movie, but but inexcusably bad plot holes. It makes no fucking sense. The characters' motivations make no fucking sense. You know what it's I, dumb. It's you, bad. You know dumb. what I think's
1: interesting is that you have the same writer director for this as for the original and it seems I'd be interested after some time to see like what studio sort of fuckery there was here.
0: A lot. Yeah. This this feels to me like they gave these guys cuz th- this first one was an unexpected hit, right? Money wise. Made a bunch of money. Yeah. And it wouldn't surprise me if the studio just like gave them a pile of money and said do a sequel. And they said we don't really have like this isn't the sequel we wanted. Like I don't care, do it this way. Sure. Bunch He's of not money.
2: Not really built to have a sequel.
1: No, definitely not.
0: Ah well, there's, I I there's totally disagree with that actually. Rebuilding the doll, yeah, no, yeah. it ends on. Kind it of ends with a sequel, sequel making bait, sequel bait, dude. But yeah, whatever. We're
2: showing our hand a little bit here. That scene was an an, an add on in order to make sequels a possibility, not part yeah. of the original script. But right, yeah, right. Studios, uh,
0: yeah. It this whatever. movie, this movie is cynical, cash grab, nonsense, bullshit. It sucks. It has some okay acting performances. The rest of it sucks. Well, hopefully, we can put there's, the boy to bed. There's also really. This is a really bad
2: fight CGI. He got yes. it. Jake wins the day. Jack, I just want to voice my opinion here and say thank you for watching something germane to the to the movie we were watching. I, I yeah, always find that buddy. fun where you do like you know the pairing. You I'll know- also say that this is
0: uh presently only available in theaters as we record this.
1: You're doing a you are doing better, Jack.
2: I'm I try it. Good job, buddy. Fuck! <laughs> Okay. Mark, you say words. My <laughs> wow. turn. I watched. Okay, I'm continuing to go down the Friday the Thirteenth rabbit hole, and I'm happy that I am doing that. I watched Friday the Thirteenth Part Five: A New Beginning. Uh, Yay! I have no concept of which one this is. By the way, you're now like.
0: <laughs> no, I think I've seen all of these.
2: At you're, some point, you you're
1: you're deep in the muck, bud.
2: That's why it's fucking fun. Is because like going down, like literally just going through the the chronology of. Friday the 13th is fun because it just gets so bland after a while. Sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I love bland. I mean, there's there's like certain attributes I ascribe to certain Fridays the 13th. I have no idea which one you're talking about now. Friday the 13th Part 4 is called the final chapter. Friday the 13th Part 5 is called A New Beginning. So they just... <laughs> someone is clearly there, wanted to end like the a... franchise in 4 and then someone clearly <laughs> wanted to just be like, ah, fuck that, in 5. It was great. Is there is there a series of like
0: four to five words you could describe that would indicate to me which one of these movies this is?
2: Mm, Within the context of Friday the 13th, this is what I'll say. Murder mystery? Okay.
0: I think I might know which one you're talking about.
2: Uh, So a few things to note about this one. First off, I didn't actually think this was available for free on Amazon. Um, and then I think it literally became free of it, free on Amazon like on Amazon Prime like two days after I watched it. So it is free now. if you want to go and jump down that rabbit hole, I think everything up into what I've watched right now other than part one is available free on Amazon Prime. This one opens with Corey Feldman. He's in the movie for. 45 seconds which well, is now i know which one you're feldman. talking
0: about all you had to say That's, was cory yeah. fucking feldman man we looked
2: at each other we we're like oh <laughs> this one the cory feldman, feldman, feldman one yeah yeah exactly well but he i mean he's in it but he's also like not in it like he is a totally inconsequential actor in this movie this one's weird because it barely features jason like <laughs> they they were clearly trying to take this in a different direction And as a result, it's kind of more like it's filmed more as a murder. It's still definitely a Friday the 13th slasher, but it's filmed more as a murder mystery. It's very strange. They kind of get back almost to the roots of like what number one was, where you have a lot of like first person stuff and a lot of things where you don't really see the killer until like the very end. And then, you know, Jason jumps out of nowhere and you're like, oh, my God, he is here. But it did have like a very weird vibe to it, where it's definitively a shift from the first four movies.
1: Yeah, not surprising.
2: Uh, also, still very jarring that they—I don't know if this was just like the first thing that Corey Feldman did. It came out in 1985, and I feel like he was already big by then. So maybe it's just a weird yes. pull.
0: I mean, no, it's it's. I mean, it's, what? That's kind of what the series does, right? Kevin Bacon in the Friday the Thirteenth, the original. Well.
2: Wait, Jake, I what is, is your take? I'm very confused by what yes
0: meant. My take, My
1: take is, well, I'm going to go back a little bit. My take is by the time you get to a five, A, like it's not surprising that you're going to have this significant shift that you're talking about. You have to do something. And then <laughs> B, I don't think that it's that weird to pull in somebody like a Feldman and do what they did in this movie. I, I think that makes sense. I think we see that a
2: decent amount. I mean, he's still like 10. Right, like he's yeah, he's but, a very young child in this. I don't know if he was a no Well, what had he done?
1: Okay, so we'd have to look at what he'd done because there was quite a lot around that time. Is it something that he could do on the heels of, I don't know, one of the other films that he had done as a child, or Accenture. or was
2: Millennium. this yeah. or was this what that is much later? <laughs> yeah, it was fifteen years later.
1: Yeah, <laughs> fifteen, huh? Or um...
2: <laughs> wasn't it? Wasn't he? Didn't he do that
0: around two thousand? No, it came out in, like, 2013. Are you shaming oh, me, Jesus Mark? Jesus Christ. Okay,
2: sorry. <laughs> Bobby. Bobby, my guys. Yeah, it is your B. Whatever, I'm done. My take's done. Uh, this is a very per- particular Friday the 13th movie. It is separate from the other ones. In a nutshell, it felt like they had an underlying story that they wanted to kind of, like, portray, and then they just, like, got very lazy halfway through writing the script and uh, assumed that we would all just do all the work for them. Uh, it's probably my least favorite so far. I'm Uh, also not surprised
0: about that. Mark, Corey Feldman debuted in a McDonald's commercial. He appeared in over 50 commercials. He was in the Bad News Bears, Mork and Mindy, Eight is Enough. He was in just a bunch of
2: sitcoms in the 80s and 70s. Okay, so by 1985, had he done anything of note?
0: Yeah, uh, the Bad News Bears, Mork and Mindy,
2: Eight is Enough, One Day at a Time. Okay, I'll give you Bad News Bears.
0: Mork and Mindy, eight is enough. Those are these are. These Wait, how are, many
2: episodes of was he like the kid in the background in Mork and Mindy? I don't give a shit about. Mork I don't and know, Mindy Mark. Unless... I
0: haven't done a deep dive on Corey Feldman here. I pulled up his Wikipedia page.
2: Cool. Uh, the other <laughs> it movie was the other it was movie I was was by Me. A little film called Polaroid on Netflix.
1: <clears throat> Say more.
2: Yep. Uh, this is. One that we touched on on HRR a number of months ago, and then it got delayed, yeah. and I think we mentioned it as a follow up later. Um, this is the one where if you're, the camera takes your picture, then you get attacked by a demon. Similar, actually, very similar in execution to that. Uh, are you uh, are you afraid of the dark episode with the with the demon camera, dude? There's
1: some fucking slappers.
2: In yeah, Are, you Are you afraid, afraid of, the of the dark? Yeah, we should do yeah, an entirely separate thing on Are You Afraid of the Dark, but we have a draft coming up. That sounds like a podcast to me. It sure does. I Ooh, have the first. Six yeah, you got to pay us on get DVD that so I could get you to it. Uh, in any case, this is Polaroid. Oh, it's available on Netflix, and like I said, it's about a haunted Polaroid camera. And uh, S- gentlemen, it's a good. I, <sighs> I, I have mixed feelings about this movie. So it is your kind of typical AAA popcorn horror movie. Sure. I is well, okay. I ended up watching this actually because there was a uh, an R horror thread on Reddit recently that I randomly got a shout out to Polaroid about like what was the last thing in a movie that actually scared you when someone mentioned Polaroid? And I was like, okay, whatever, fine. I'll make a little note by that and if I see it then I'll see it, whatever. I came home from work, it was a late night. I didn't want to think about anything. I threw Polaroid on. I'll tell you this much. It was a bad take on, on whoever on Reddit said that this was the scary thing because the issue they had was that <laughs> it, it's it's jump, this is a very jump-scare-heavy movie, and the thing that they were talking about was that um, things move unnaturally fast. Like it, okay. I mean, it's literally like something jumping at the camera was what scared – I mean, I, if that gets to you, great, but didn't really work for me. What I will say about this movie, though, is – very heavy on the jump scares, but I actually do think the jump scares are constructed pretty well. For I mean, mm. sir, uh, the last few that I've watched of this like kind of triple A type horror have been like La Llorona and the Nun, which were terrible. So seeing something that comes back to sort of just the roots of not particularly like there there isn't fear built into the movie it's not lingering at all but you will get surprised and have that like sort of visceral just reaction to it
0: mark uh, mark I, I would argue that both truth or dare that that we saw and also ready or not which i haven't seen yet but those both seem like this triple a horror to me
2: oh i agree ready or not is really fun but it doesn't have the jump scares in it and truth or dare gotcha. was has jump scares. truth but- or dare has jump scares but none of them interestingly none of them jumped out at me if that i'm mixing metaphors here but (laughs) they don't feel as lazy okay so feel as lazy just because i'm i'm now rambling uh polaroid is now now you're very good at jump scares that's what i would say the the tension they build prior to the jump scares and the way they mix in sort of like the false summit versus the actual like thing jumping out at you was done pretty well. I was surprised with how much I enjoyed this movie. It's not going to blow your socks off, but, I mean, if you want something to put on your TV that you do not have to think about whatsoever or pay any attention to, give Polaroid a shot. The Man, only okay. other the only other note I had to put up here was that I think it's really funny. Anytime that writers have people in college or high school that they like they really want to draw attention to one aspect of their character but they don't know how to do it without just direct exposition they make them bullied for it so there's a girl in this movie who just wears a scarf and they were like guys we really want to figure out how to make the scarf feel important oh i know we'll we'll make all the bullies call her scarf girl so th- <laughs> so so that's how this movie starts is that she feels very insecure about the fact that this girl wears a scarf that's solid it's good <laughs> yeah you're like okay uh sure why not whatever and then that becomes an overwrought thing about a past tragedy that happened you've you've seen the movie before i don't care if you've seen polaroid or not you've seen this movie before
0: so Fair enough. One, the one last that I, movie that i have Jesus. to talk about
2: it's so much is prey uh this is a 2019 movie i don't know if we actually covered this or not in hrr i was surprised this came out in 2019 uh um, EY or a y P-R-E-Y. This is available on Amazon Prime. It's a Blumhouse movie. It's very similar to Sweetheart, which is also a Blumhouse property. Sweetheart is so good. Yeah, sweetheart, fucking rules. This movie, mediocre. Uh, same kind of thing, kid trapped on an island, being hunted by something, yada, 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 possession, ghost, monster, something, something, or other. Here's the thing, I'm glad I wrote this down in the heat of the moment while I was watching the movie, because as I was getting ready for this podcast, I pulled up my document, and I had completely forgotten, literally one day later, that I've watched this movie. <laughs> um... That's If you're hankering for more people on desert islands being fucked with on the desert islands by a force that is supernatural or just a beast that's been trapped on this deserted island chain, go for it. It's not a bad movie, but it is very generic. Fair enough. So again, that's Prey. Came out last year. It's available on Amazon Prime for free. Solid. All yeah. right. Now we got to go to the feature presentation, though. Definitely. Yeah, we should do that. I've been rambling for a long time. <laughs> You're about to start rambling. I'm about to start rambling about The Boy.
0: Over at this week, we watched 2016's The Boy. Now I picked this movie. Yeah, you did, buddy. Mark, it sounded like you were
2: maybe thinking about picking this movie. I like this movie. I w- it uh, wasn't close to my list that I was going to put. Oh, the, but,
0: yep. yeah, no, I, I was thinking of Jennifer's Body. That was the one that was on both of our potential lists. That is correct. Yeah, mm. uh, either way. Uh, so I've seen this before, kind of close to when it came out, but I definitely didn't see it in theaters. And it so, came like, out in
1: 2016. Yeah. Uh, Not to be confused with the 2015 The Boy, which was like i I've
0: a, never even heard of that.
1: Uh, well, when I first started, when I like just typed in The Boy to watch it, it popped up with another one that apparently was produced at least in part by Elijah Wood. It's a highly different movie. Okay. Have you seen that one? No. Okay. No. All right. I hadn't seen either. So like I have not seen I had not seen the boy. Talk
0: the, the Lauren Cohan one about a uh, doll that looks like Jared Kushner.
1: From twenty sixteen, not twenty fifteen. Yep. Doesn't matter. I hadn't seen
2: either. Oh my god, Kay. it does look like Jared Kushner. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 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 Fuck. Yep. It's distressing.
0: Um, anyway, I'd seen this before. I saw it on demand, uh, but like the year, I think 2016, maybe 2017. Either way, mm-hmm. saw mm-hmm. it pretty early. Mark, I know you've also seen this before because you and I both have talked about how this movie's underrated
2: before. Same time frame. I feel like it was one of those what. So when did we? You guys started the website in 2015, October 2015. Yes. Yeah, I was coming on roughly around like January 2016. I think that's, I don't know specifically when this one came out, but this is probably one of the early ones that Jack and I talked about of like, this was the this was one of the original rocking horror worlds type conversations before we were actually doing the podcast of like just the extracurricular shit we'd watched on the side.
0: <laughs> yeah, when we were just hanging out, having fun.
2: Yeah, yeah, before we made it all business. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, Mark, you had kind
2: of generally positive. This, this movie was panned when it came out and still is. I don't think this is this this is going to be an episode full of at least hot takes from from Jack and Mark of why this is a good movie because I don't think this is very much universally loved cult classic style. This is this is most people just fucking hate this movie.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it but it did make a bunch of money, but it it was not received well and I don't see it written about particularly well. No. It's <laughs> um, not looked on fondly. And, Jake, this was the first viewing for you, you Correct. said? Yep. Yeah. And for the listener, this is available. I rented this on Amazon. This is another one of those ones that said it's free
2: on Hulu, and then it absolutely wasn't. Yeah. It's free on Hulu as long as you it, spend $55 a month yeah. you have on to Hulu.
1: Like, have their TV service or whatever.
2: Yeah, it's it's
0: wild. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, should we jump into what in the fuck uh, genres of horror this movie fits right into, I think, is what comes up next. Dude, yes. every week. That's every week. accurate. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Every week you do this. Uh well, you know. It's never it worked worked before. Before. it's a good bit. It's a good bit. Just keep it, it is, going. It's it's ha- it has bit. legs. Yeah.
0: It's it's is it as good as you picking lint off your fucking it's microphone? Like it's, for- it's hard to get close to the mic when there's
1: something pushing you in the nose, man. It sucks. <laughs> Give a thirty second plot synopsis.
0: Greta is an American woman who is uh, escaping an abusive relationship. She takes a job as a nanny in England in a small town for a a couple, a very rich couple that has like a whole estate. Uh, When she shows up there, it turns out they don't have a son at all, but just a doll. There's a hot delivery, uh, grocery delivery guy who like commiserates with her, talks about how weird their son is. Uh, She takes care of the son, but it turns out it's not really a doll at all. It moves around, but then it's actually their adult son who died earlier, supposedly died Living in the walls, fucking Time. everything Time. up, and then he kills everyone. Like, no, he doesn't. He, he doesn't. <laughs> he, kill does not. he definitely he does. He doesn't kill, not. Doesn't kill Lauren one person.
2: Coleman. One yeah. person dies. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, also his friend from earlier, his friend from childhood, she died. That's true, but that was twenty and years d- ago. It, or it also
1: doesn't fit the "and then he kills everyone" <laughs> statement. <laughs> no. yeah. Okay.
0: Fine. All right. Fine. I got a little <laughs> panicked. Mark was. I. Mark you- was. Did okay.
2: Did did Mark fine. was doing the thing he does literally every single week where he provides you a reference for the amount of time you have left. It made Man. me. Frightened me. I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> uh,
0: anyway, yeah. Uh, so that's, I mean, I didn't miss any major, major things, right? No,
2: overall pretty good. The point of the matter, the fact of the matter is that there's the guy living in the walls. That's the big twist. Yep. Um, Big old twist. Her her boy. I didn't say that her boyfriend does show up to the house at some point and like is Whatever. there. That's the <laughs> yeah.
1: She's she's
0: facing a real double trouble type situation there right at the end. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: We'll fucking talk about it.
0: Um. Yeah. All right. Um. Before we do dive into what the movie or what in the fuck subgenres horror the movie does right, Jake, I am what curious in the to fuck know. subgenres it does right. Yep. <laughs> yep. Nailed it. I, I don't
2: it. care about the, uh, mo- the the subgenres it does wrong. We're talking about the ones it does right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Jake, I recommended the movie Housebound to you like a long time
2: ago. Yeah. I think did yeah. you watch Housebound? Oh yeah,
0: this has a real Housebound kind of vibe to it, at least in terms. Yeah, of totally. Nature. I, I, I actually actually
2: also watched Housebound because you recommended it, to Jake. So we're okay. all on the same boat with House. I don't know
1: vibe. I mean, the same like there's sim. There are similarities in that there are things happening behind the walls,
0: and this came out after Housebound.
1: I think the is
2: vibe is different, but
0: it's also like a seemingly supernatural that's revealed to not at all be supernatural. Uh, sure. Yeah, broad, I'm going to throw another I'm going to throw yes.
2: I'm going to throw another name at you and look, this is I this is also spoiling both Housebound and the one I'm about to name. So I guess like if you really want to go in blind to a random 2017 movie, uh I guess skip a forward like 15 seconds, but also Havenhurst, another one that does this same thing.
1: Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Living in the walls. Yeah, some living uh, in
0: the walls. But I am glad we've all seen that uh, Housebound movie. That's a pretty good movie. Um, so let's, let's talk, talk about, about that. What in the fuck subgenres of horror the boy fits into? Dolls.
2: Fuck. Yeah,
0: guys. You were gonna, gonna do say.
1: that other than
0: dolls. I was going I to, but I was trying so to do a dramatic smart. pause. And Mark, fucking. Why me would up. you do a dramatic pause? I don't. I, I, yeah, yeah, I do
2: not yield to the dramatic pause. Well, yeah,
0: but usually he's not that quick either. Hey! I mean, <laughs> wow! Fucking shots fired. <laughs> I mean, it's a dolls crazy.
2: movie. Doll's movie, yeah. It's a house movie. It's a haunted house movie. It is a haunted house movie. I'll give you a haunted house. Yeah. Cuz that haunted was haunted that was how dolls. it was built. We'll talk about this in a little while when we get yeah. to what the movie does right. But this was advertised as a haunted house movie, haunted doll movie. Not and something until... where the doll is actually animated and attacking you, but something like supernatural going on. Right exactly. Sure. And until the
0: last 20 minutes of the movie, this is a haunted house movie. Things going literally things are going bump in the night yeah Ab- absolutely i yes, mean that's what totally. it
1: is that regardless of what ends up happening the movie because it's it has to abide by its runtime <laughs> is that yeah so yeah there's
2: just a else? twist.
0: just those two um, i don't
2: i don't have a good name for this one and i'm not going to add it to the list but there is also something to the movie where like th- a-, a babysitter probably should be one but B, there's one there's something about people who are, like, caretakers from another country. We've seen this quite a few times of people, like, coming from America, moving to a foreign land, taking over an estate, and just running it for a little while. I would actually almost throw The Shining into this same category, even though it's they're not coming from another land. They're just moving to Colorado or whatever. But it's like when you move into a house in order to take care of it for... An extended period of time and then isolation ensues. That kind of should know be a subcategory, and I don't know what to call it. Mark, you prefaced it with "you're not going to add it to a category," so don't,
0: please. But I, I won't. do understand it's not going to happen. What you're saying? Yeah. Um, do we have babysitter as a category? This is also sort of a babysitter movie. I That's, don't think it, we do.
2: I can add out. that though. I'm gonna add babysitter. No, I'm adding babysitter. <laughs> Good idea, Jake. I'm adding babysitter to the list. Yep.
0: Yep. All right, but we're calling it there. That's all the subgenres it has to offer. Let's just get into this fucking thing. What does this movie do right? Does anybody want to start? I'll start. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, it's the on-screen chemistry that you get between Lauren Cohn and Rupert Evans. That's like prime.
2: Yeah, Rupert Bates Evans is, is like the grocery
0: boy who shows up sometimes. He owns he the He is a
2: dreamboat is what he is. He Ooh. is a
0: fucking dreamboat. Fucking smoke
2: show, that gentleman.
0: But also Lauren Cohen. This is, is this he? is a movie of uh, these these are very attractive he, people. I mean,
1: she is. He's like handsome. I don't know if he's like a total. Dreamer. Oh man, I don't know. He he looks fine. He's got that <laughs> like <laughs> rugged God.
2: handsomeness that'll deliver groceries sort of. to you. You know,
1: sort of. Yeah, I don't know. He was recently in Man in the High Castle. You're still Not watching that, huh? No, I stopped after like... I, it Yeah, because so... you told me
0: like three different times you're going to stop watching it. It got
1: so annoying. <laughs>
2: oh. I was no, going to say, gonna I kind of respect the it. people who stick with the weird shows even though they're on like season five and no longer make any sense. Oh, but you no, know, if you quit, then that's fine. But this I, wasn't bad. This was Jake up, trying Mark. to make it
0: through season one of no, the No, I got in the that. I see. This I is got Jake th- trying to be like, I don't know if I like the show. I'm probably gonna stop. I don't like shows. <laughs> the way they are structured is ass. It's so weird. I hate it. Such it's, I se- it's such a weird show. I got bad through take. a
1: season and a half. It's bullshit. Definitely don't give me something that's like huge, like dramatic spike and then a cliffhanger. It's like, go fuck yourself,
0: is my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, fucking cool. taken down So Jake Jake
2: likes the chemistry between
0: the two leads. Yes. I do too. Yes. I'll and say pe-
2: I actually also like the chemistry between Lauren Cohen and Cole Ben Robson, the the ex the abusive ex-boyfriend. Yeah, no I don't. It's, there's a chan- really? there's a chance here that just Lauren Cohen has very good chemistry yeah, she's, with she might be a good actress. <laughs> she's I anything, she's fucking great.
1: any chemistry between those two was totally derailed by the fact that I hated the fact that Cole had to be in this movie.
2: Yeah, I, I, d- I don't feel hate like that was- actually. I think that serves a it. very particular purpose.
0: I I kind of I, I, I see both sides of that for sure, but I do agree that uh, Lauren Cohan does uh, unbelievably well in all aspects of this movie. Even if it's just her freaking the fuck out because a doll made her a sandwich. She's great, and she there's
2: a- there's a lot of interesting, distinct phases of this movie where she's interacting with the parents. Um. Played by Jim Norton and Diana Hardcastle, trying to figure out what the fuck is going on, where they're like holding this doll, telling her how to dress him and giving her the rules. And she's like playing along, trying to get the job. It's a job interview, but it's weird. And then it's her alone. It's very and weird. It's her with Malcolm. And then it's her with the doll, where she's like, oh my God, it's actually a weird, haunted doll. This is crazy but i'm gonna lean into it and there's her with cole and then it's the end which we'll talk about later <laughs> yeah she and she does phenomenally throughout every part of this movie yeah that's that's the interesting part of this is like she she tailors her performance very well for each section of the movie it's a five part <laughs> five, five act performance you know it's a, a classic five act structure <laughs> classic five act play yeah you get a you get an intermission <laughs> after the second and the fourth act
0: but yeah i mean that is what the movie primarily does right right it's 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 her performance and the other actors also do a great job but rupert evans does an awesome job yeah they both
1: do a great job and their chemistry is what holds this movie together
2: absolutely i agree i i would say i mean literally no one does a bad job in this movie yeah the the acting is is good the (laughs) acting in this movie is good like it is
0: i don't know if it's great it's
1: good the chemistry great, acting good.
0: The other thing yeah, I really I think really like about this movie is the cinematography early on where they're shooting her in a way that makes her look fucking tiny in this enormous-ass mansion and all alone. Like, every shot of her is through banisters from a story and a half up or, like, such that she is just a tiny part of a bigger picture. It really makes it feel like she is such a small part of what's happening and especially on
2: the second viewing, I would so... Was paying attention huh. to that and it okay. worked really, really, really well that. for me. Like I would, it- I would, I would just throw on there that one of the things I'd written down was just the general set design. The gothic dollhouse design of the house that she's in is exactly perfect for the vibe of the movie, it's, and they yeah. shoot it well. To your point, Jack, like they basically the the setting allows them to make these incredible shots where she's like tiny and shrunken, and you're shooting between like banisters and shit. But overall, you also have these, like, outer shots of the house where literally no one's in them. And it's just, like, a weird dollhouse, which is exactly what the movie's about. Like, this is just a – it's a dollhouse. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure.
0: Yeah, I think that's all
2: fucking fantastic. Yeah, it is. Uh, I would like to change the subject a little bit and start talking about the twist of the movie slash the marketing. Because both of them are what this movie does right. Okay. Yep. Talk about the marketing first. First okay, good point. So when you watch the trailer for this movie, the, the trailer is exactly what it should be. It is the setup to the joke, to the to the punchline that is the twist of this movie. That's how trailers should work. Okay. We've I, I feel like together, I don't know if we've amassed much technical knowledge of how films work as a crew, but I would say this the three of us are experts on what makes a good trailer. I think so. Yeah, because at this point we've watched, I don't know, a couple hundred, probably close to. Oh, God, no it's
0: way
1: more. Than we've that. watched yeah. more than a thousand. Dude. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, we, we've watched plenty of trailers. And the one thing that I remember about this is that they never once tipped their hand as to what the final twist of this movie was. This was a movie about a doll that was possessed by a ghost that fucked yep. with Lauren Cohen. Yep, pretty standard like horror trope. That's fine. We've seen that movie plenty of times as well. But then the interesting thing that this movie did was it added that additional layer of the hand coming out of the mirror and then a gigantic like thirty year old sweaty dude emerging in a doll mask. Like that was a good twist. But I I cannot exactly. I cannot. I cannot say enough about how important it is that the trailer didn't give away the twist ending in the movie. And it's it's kind of. It's
0: kind of a detriment and a boon to this movie, right? It probably didn't do as well because the trailer is so pedestrian. Go watch trailers for this movie. They are like such pedestrian middle of the road popcorn horror like teenagers are going to go this and make out in the back.
2: I'll, and I'll I'll say this though. I don't dislike I don't dislike popcorn horror. We've had this conversation. It's oh, kind of been like in the last three weeks it or has so, its space, come back up. Man. It has I, space. I like Definitely. that I like that niche. That's fine. lean into it, but I'm just not expecting it to like break. I'm I'm not going to like prioritize it. It's not going to be like crazy good, but, and I love so
0: much that this movie has a trailer that is pure popcorn horror and then isn't that, and then
2: does something very different from that. Exactly. Yeah. It's fantastic. Uh, That that's what this movie does. Right. Prima fascia, whatever a priori. That's the thing. That's the, that's the trick that this pulls is the trailer is the setup to the joke that is this movie. Right. That's ex- no, and I don't mean that in a detrimental way. This movie isn't a joke. <laughs> I'm saying that like well. this is this is the lead up to the punchline, and the punchline is very effective.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it's kind of like uh, like Mungo, right? The whole thing what? is the the, the path. The whole movie is about the path to the end. And that's kind of what this movie is. Both, both of them are kind of similar in that way. The movies don't, aren't as notable if the, if the whole movie isn't a path to that end point where it turns.
2: It's interesting that we brought up, and I frankly at this point I've already forgotten what movie we were talking about at this point, where you start at the end and you write backwards. The famous mystery writing technique. Like that's clearly where they were coming from. They wanted this, they wanted this scene that was a surprise and scary of the guy emerging from the mirror and presenting himself as like this huge foreboding beast. But like they had to figure out how to also start the movie (laughs) (laughs) and then have a movie (laughs) and then, and then, Yeah. yeah. And then have a movie in its entirety. But, that you you do feel like there's this pressure toward the point that they're funneling you toward and there's like a lot of tropes and weird shit that like doesn't really make a whole lot of sense f- like not putting clothes on before you go up into the attic. we'll talk about that in a minute there's a okay there's a lot of that that's one <laughs> that's one that I had a lot but but uh yeah overall I would say that that sort of structure is what I liked about this movie. It's fantastic. No, I think it's, it's
0: it's my favorite part of this movie for sure. It's why I think this movie is underrated, because it isn't just what the
2: trailers are selling you on. It's fucking great. I've got one other thing that I'm going to throw out there. Please and do. It's, it's sort of a combination of two things. The creepy doll, great fucking prop. That is a, That is a really good doll prop. Woo. That's a prop that made the studio go, we're going to put 40 more million dollars into this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, this movie cost about $10 million and it made about $75 million. So whatever you can, you can, you can buy as many fucking doll props as you want with that kind of money. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing that I really liked that they did was then when Brahms, actually the physical Brahms does come out of the walls, he's wearing that same mask. Which it's is so good, man! A very creepy mask in its own right, but also ties itself back in really well to sort of this like role playing aspect of like he is the boy. He's still the one who's being taken care of. He's still eight years old mentally or whatever. I don't know if that's what they're going for. It seems sort of like the script was chopped up ha- in bits, but <laughs> it has to be. Jake is,
1: Jake is has a lot to say. I I don't know if I do. I just am ex- exasperated. <laughs> <laughs> you really didn't like this movie. <laughs> I huh? don't know. I will find out.
2: From an from an aesthetic standpoint, what I'm saying here is that I feel like they hit the notes correct where the doll is creepy and then the villain, once he is revealed, is also creepy in the same way that the doll was creepy. Yes. I like that.
0: I like that too. I will say on the second viewing, ever since I saw that tweet about how it looks like Jared Kushner and it's a side-by-side picture of Jared Kushner with the doll, it's a lot less creepy.
2: <laughs> I gotta say, I'm glad you did not reveal this to me until after I had watched it again. <laughs> because that may have ruined my entire experience. It ruined this whole viewing. Yep. <laughs> well, okay, cool. Your scores <laughs> go down. The tilt <laughs> yeah, down. Exactly. I gave this a one because Jared Kushner looks like the doll.
0: <laughs> but also, there's something to be said there, right? He needs a lot. Of, he needs to be dressed every day. He's got a very particular routine, and if you stray from it, it's going to fuck him up a whole lot.
2: And also, he's the ambassador to Israel, right? <laughs> something like that. I don't know. Should is that going to take us to the what movie? What the does movie middle? Does middle. I think so.
0: Yeah. Okay. How much middle do you have? I got a middle thing.
1: Oh God! Yeah. You
0: want to participate this week? Hello. What do you got? So on, the, I was talking about the cinematography earlier, and yeah. I really like it in for the most part. But there are there is a chunk of this movie. It's like it's like kind of the middle third of the movie that's really dark and almost unnecessarily
2: dark. Like it's the third of the five acts.
0: Yeah, exactly. You can't see exactly what's going on. Now, I think it is paid off in the end when you have these really cool shots of her putting the actual Brahms to bed by just very dark light, only a lamp from the side. You get these really cool shots of his mask and her face illuminated in in very, very darkness such that you can't see much of anything else. That's a cool payoff, and I see why they're doing it, because if you'd lit it a lot in the middle so you could actually see what's happening, then it would have been jarring to be as dark as it was in the end. But... So I get the payoff and it's a good payoff. But it was way too fucking dark for the middle of the movie where I just couldn't see what was going on a lot of the time. So like it's definitely a choice they made, hmm. but I don't know that I think it was the right choice. It's a cool payoff. I don't know that it was worth it, so I'm putting it in middle. Hmm.
2: It's interesting I... it's an interesting take. We watched this relatively early in the evening. And we had our shutters open, so there was a lot of light in the room. I don't know if I could tell you which part of the movie was the darkest part of the movie, because it all kind of got washed out. I, I like natural light in my house. That's the problem I'm dealing with here. There was a
1: drastic glare the whole time. Couldn't see <laughs> anything.
2: I could barely tell what was going on. Mark hasn't seen any of these movies we're talking about. No. Yeah, wait, what are we
0: talking about? I don't know, it's just there is a big chunk of this movie where you really can't see anything that's going on. It's like after she fully accepts that the doll is haunted, like from then
2: on, everything creepy that
0: happens happens in almost total darkness.
2: I mean, that's a very—I appreciate that they would do that. I don't—I didn't notice it on my end. It's hard to shoot stuff that happens in absolute darkness. Yeah, right. That's sort of like one of the biggest problems with horror is you have to shoot shit with either like a night filter or in incredibly low light and figure out just how to highlight the thing that you're trying to show. Right. So I guess my question for you would be, why is this middle?
0: Uh, Because I understand why they did it throughout the middle part of this movie. It didn't have to be total darkness, right? They, They lit other parts of the house at night like well enough so you could at least see what's happening. Why it's middle here is because I understand there was a payoff to it. It was to not jar you and to have this really genuinely terrifying, unsettling scene at the end that only works if the light is what it is. But I don't think it was worth necessarily
2: all the darkness you had to endure to get there. Interesting. Okay. I, I might need to watch this movie again eventually and then pay attention more to the how much light is in each shot. I, di- I did not notice this, but I, I appreciate the take. It's a good one. <laughs> all right. I don't have anything else in this middle. I got one. What do you got? This movie, this is sort of but the, what this movie does yep. middle oh is boy. the whole fucking movie. <laughs> uh,
1: I, I appreciate is, where this takes going. Actually,
2: this is a very tropey movie. Like this is this is the most stereotypical. Like straight up the middle. Hollywood blockbuster popcorn horror movie. That can I, has add, a can I little add one, bit of a one other statement
1: end. to that? I got to add one other thing to that. Yes. Everything you just said, big time, all caps, yes, in bold, and then add to that PG-13. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. PG-13 for yeah. terror. Um yeah. I I didn't actually look why this was rated PG-13, but I do know that every once in a while there are movies that are rated PG-13 for terror, and I feel like this is one of them.
1: Well, I think also, like, I I don't know. Like, actually, I could go back and say what this movie did right as part of making money was make this PG-13. Like, this movie did not... I don't necessarily... There's a weird thing that happens in my brain (laughs) where I see a movie as a viewer, as a horror lover, that's PG-13 in the genre, and I'm kind of like, ugh. But... From a sheer business and money making and marketing standpoint, those movies need to exist. Definitely. And look at what happened. It made a shitload of money, and then Jack just went to the theater and watched the next one,
2: which sucked.
0: Well, it was in theaters, and I watched it. Exactly. I don't know what exactly. you're saying, <laughs> and I don't care to pry.
2: That wasn't a counterargument. <laughs> you just agreed with him in a weird cadence. No, I didn't. No, the, the cadence didn't
0: change. There, there were. I mean, I... the movie is. Also, I... W- yep. Exactly. <laughs> that, that's all. Yeah. Okay.
2: He went to the theaters fine. and watched the movie. Let's... <laughs> oh, but to, the movie is in theaters. Try to cover I your watch. ass, buddy. Uh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I like that you're actively correcting the thing you're trying to... <laughs> yeah. I'll beep all of it. I'll beep it all. You're such an asshole. <laughs> that <laughs> is a good bit. Do that. Um. <laughs> anyway, this is what the movie does middle because inherently it's flawed because it won't show you what it is. And actually, if I'm given to understand correctly, this was a much darker film when they initially pitched it and when they initially wrote it. And then it grew into a thing that was much more palatable and marketable. Because they thought it would make more money as PG-13. but And it probably did. I mean, yes. it made $65 million. I'm not going to argue with that I just like to piggyback.
1: I am now parasiting myself onto the rest of your take because I agree completely with it. <laughs> cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So that the what the movie does middle is itself. Is <laughs> <laughs> it's, its entire it being. Yes. yes. Totally. Yes. Like it is. But it's also as competent of that
0: popcorn PG-13 horror as you can get, right? This is everything is 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 tight and is precise in that realm. It is a competent popcorn
1: PG-13. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yes. In is. a way, it's actually very apropos that I watched Polaroid for this movie because that was also rated PG-13, notably for terror reasons. Um <laughs> These are both movies where, like, if you execute the tropes of the genre correctly, it's still an enjoyable movie, and if you just introduce enough of a little bit of a wrinkle, you don't have to do anything outside of the bounds of what's allowable in order to make it fun and interesting to watch. Yeah! It'll be be marketable to the people who want to go and make out the back of the movie theater, and it'll be marketable to people who want to watch a horror movie. Both of those things can be true. That's fine. That's exactly what this does. It was an exactly... Up the middle, 710 split of a horror movie that had a little bit of a wrinkle in it that Jack and I both incredibly liked. That ended up leading to us, well, Jack specifically, picking this movie for us to review. And that, I mean, that's what this movie does, middle. Yes, indeed. I fully agree. Jake's laughing at me
0: because I just rinsed out my beer glass with Coors Light, which is a, a <laughs> cleansing agent.
2: It's so hard. It is so hard for me to make a point when when Jake is just cackling to himself. am <laughs> crying. I was doing a scientific maneuver, Jake.
0: Got a scarecrow. I was pulling a
2: <laughs> Cool. That's good. That that was my point. I made my point. Shut up. Scarecrow.
0: <laughs> All right, boys. I'm just coming in here. There's nothing else that does middle, I don't think. Do we want to talk about what it does wrong?
2: Oh, yeah. Okay.
0: Jake, go. Oh. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Go. Oh,
1: yeah. Um, this movie relies way, I mean, we've talked about popcorn, and this happens in popcorn, but it is overly reliant on jump scares, and it has two big dream sequences. Not one. I was... One <laughs> is problem enough, with a dream sequence that ends in a jump scare, which is as telegraphed as you could ever get. All
2: the, the jump th- scares. But the then telegraph. it does it again!
1: Be specific. It does it again. It has the painting one, and then it does it again.
0: So it the does first it twice. one is when she's wearing her like silk nightgown and wandering around, and gets choked by a painting.
1: That's the first one. Yeah. Second yep. one is what? Uh, it was like in the bed. I think I can't remember. There are two specific. There are two separate dream sequence jump scares.
2: Don't, yeah, do, they're it. Gener- Don't they're do it. do gen- once. No, he's right. They're, they're generic enough that it's hard to differentiate. The first one is the painting throat grab which is the more memorable one that's in the trailer yeah but mostly sex- because be-
0: mostly because uh Lauren Cohen is in a silk nightgown and it's great I don't know uh
2: more on that later Jack <laughs> <laughs> uh okay but but yeah to that point they do lean heavily on this is what I was saying this is a very trope heavy movie and you can either say it's a good thing because it leans into the what is effective for major audiences or you can say it's a bad thing because it's lazy
0: i don't know it's kind of why the conjuring is so
2: good right because the conjuring leans
0: heavily on jump scares but does them so well that it's beyond just the the conjuring conjuring builds
1: atmosphere way better than this too though yeah
2: yeah yeah yeah, I'm, again, again, I'm saying. I think we're all saying the same thing. The con- you're exactly right. The Conjuring does lean on jump scares, but it orchestrates them very effectively. This does the same thing in a way that you're sort of anticipating what is about to happen. Where the Conjuring, I would say, is more surprising. Oh, for Especially sure. Especially with would, like, like the clapping scene. The clapping scene's always gonna fucking get me, man. It's I so fucking.
1: Well, but I, I would so all bad. okay. Whatever. I agree with everything you said. Fine, cool. Thank you. I, you know, whatever. <laughs> Uh, What else the movie do wrong, Jake? You want me to keep going in the the same vein? Wow, in the same
2: vein of tropiness of like what people are expecting from horror movies. I'm just gonna I'm gonna couch this into what I'm gonna call towel choices. You're a you're a young lady who's looking (laughs) after a mansion. Why don't you smile more often to make you look prettier, huh? (laughs) You're in a you're in a towel. (laughs) And Yikes. you know you've heard someone walking around. You can hear their footsteps. Why would <laughs> why would you not change into some type of clothing instead no. of walking into the attic? Mark, Mark, you gotta blow towel. the whistle because this is bleeding, and you gotta blow the whistle because we're bleeding. We're in. not going to nitpicks yet. Okay, this, this is no, 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 no. This is hard not nitpicks. Mark. this he is her dress, dude. It's beyond. She she
1: made a bad decision to bring the dress that she's gonna go to like. Bang this Rupert guy in, Malcolm. Rupert <laughs> yeah, plays Malcolm. Rupert. Good, good work. <laughs> She's
2: like, I'm gonna take all of my wardrobe into the shower. I do Rupert. that, on. Man. Hold, it on. hold on. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This, hold on. This is an important correction. His name is Malcolm. He's played by a gentleman named Rupert. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, okay. I said that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Malcolm by Rupert. <laughs> Jake whatever. was right. Don't don't aggressively correct him for being. Right. I thought he was just
0: trying to think of names that sounded British to him.
2: Yeah, well, and he was right. They both sound British. <laughs> They're both British. So I mean.
1: Why would you name your British kid Brahms is another weird Malcolm thing. is the That's name later. of
2: the guy in the movie. He is played by Rupert. Fair enough. Okay, whatever. She brings her shit
1: into the bathroom. It gets stolen. The camera makes sure that you know that. That's why she's in her towel. She's exploring after having no it, yeah. recourse. But then I then actually
0: it, will defend that
1: well, a little bit. But also
0: don't go up. It then, it then goes beyond that, right? Because yeah. not only have you heard weird shit and your stuff is gone, now you know there's someone else here yes. who left... The, you couldn't pull the stairs yes. down earlier, yes. and yes. now they're down. Yes. Go put some fucking jeans on. Just go put some jeans or on. Or run t- and the then fuck
1: out. out of the house. Eh, well, maybe put <laughs> jeans on and then exit the house.
0: Either way. Like, just put some jeans on. Get toss out. Some,
2: toss something on. This episode brought to you by Levi's. <laughs>
0: Actually, you know what? <laughs> I don't care. Just exit the house. It's I will say this. If I was... Taking care of this house where they thought there was a doll here. They, they thought it was their kid and it was a they doll. They thought
2: there was a doll here. Yeah, they, also Once true. Once upon a time there was all, a doll in this also house.
0: Also true. Also true. Uh, but if I was taking care of this house, I would be naked
2: way more than she is in this movie.
0: Accurate. I'd be naked almost all the fucking
2: time. You're not wrong. And apparently <laughs> that was kind of how it was originally supposed to be shot. And then they, apparently you can't just film a naked person for 20 minutes and not have it be porn
0: oh it's society and it's fucking rules yeah, man. fucking puritan listen <laughs> listener
1: there's a lot of arm gestures happening <laughs> just so you know i feel
2: like you can hear the arm gestures you i kinda, hope you can hear the arm you kind of can the, the voice gets noodly. <laughs> well okay hold on my my point is there this is this is like one of the most stereotypical horror tropes of like I'm not gonna put clothes on. I'm gonna try and search for whatever's going wrong in my so that I'm scantily clad walking around this basement or attic or whatever the fuck I end yes. up. Yes,
0: and then it's a step worse than that to the point where she's like clubbed in the head and passes out, but her towel doesn't move an inch. It's she like doesn't get clubbed be- in the
2: head. She just falls over and hits her head. Question:
0: We're okay. Yes. Now you're getting to the part
2: where I wanted
1: to blow a fucking whistle. And
2: it's well, we're not me. there yet. Jake. I know, man. This is your I fault. know.
1: Jake. Just blow it. I'm just gonna just specify when it's wrong versus nitpick. Just blow it. Whatever.
2: <laughs>
1: now it could be anything. Nitpick station. It could be nitpicks or it could be wrong. Fuck. Uh if she's out for that amount of time. Yeah, she
2: just she just she, she's just in a coma for 10 hours. You
1: must go to a hospital like yeah, immediately seriously. upon waking.
2: You're in such <laughs> a bad way. There's so many brain damages happening. <laughs> go to a hospital immediately, yeah, please. Yeah, she just passed out for six straight hours. Oh, <laughs> my God. She woke up well-rested like, yeah, it was so weird. I just fell asleep in my towel yesterday in the Mark, attic after hitting my head on a pillow. You don't banister. understand. She rubbed the back of her head. Everything's okay. I checked back oh, there. It's Man, good. I got such a cluster headache. This sucks. I'm gonna take some Ivy proofing. For, for the, the record, day.
1: if she's out for that long, she's probably dead.
2: <laughs> I'm just gonna say, yeah. In this in this scenario, it's essentially like, oh, you're unconscious. Well, you know what? Let's just roll this over into pleasant slumber. You know what we didn't talk about in the wind? I fuck the 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 movie
0: the wind. The recreational use of chloroform. Fuck, I loved that.
2: <laughs> and there's your intro. <laughs> Hold on. Well, you got to say <laughs> what more. What is happening? You got you to gotta clarify your response on that topic. What uh, are you no, saying, The wind is a psychological horror movie about a woman who may
0: or may not be continuing to lose her mind. At a single point, or at one, she uses chloroform to, quote-unquote, help a woman who is becoming hysterical. And then later off, everybody leaves her, and she's, she's there alone, and she's freaking all the way out. And so to quell her fears, she herself uh, uses chloroform on herself, and it's great.
2: She just claps her own mouth with chloroform? With a chloroform yes. towel? She holds a chloroform rag to her own mouth. Okay. Well, you know, it'll it'll, uh, it'll quell the vapors. Recreationally, Mark. Well, she can't sure. slap herself. That's not going to work.
1: Recreational chloroform use. I'm
0: saying.
2: <laughs> yep. It's cool. Uh, back to the boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll probably talk about the wind eventually on this podcast. And I endure. don't have
0: anything else that what does point. hard raw. Hard raw. Oh,
2: coal. I got two All more. Of I got coal. two more. All of coal. All of Cole okay, okay. is wrong. Yes, I will. I will jump on. Oh wait, Cole. Okay, yeah, Say your piece. Do you? St-
1: oh, well, hold on. You were starting to say yes, and then you hard turned. I was
2: agreeing. I for whatever reason, my brain interpreted that as all of Brahms, and I do have all problems of Brahms. With Brahms. You have
1: problems with all of him. I have problems with all of Cole. I have like, problems with most look, of Brahms. I I sort of okay. So all is a bit of an overstatement. I think that there is some intrigue and it helps to build to the overall turn that you get the twist in the end. Yes. If you go in blind yes. by having the whole restraining order back home, the kid gives the address, the guy shows up like, oh, shit, like, is there a stalker? Because this movie kind of plays itself out like, is it haunted or is it a stalker? Not is there Both. a fucking Both. psychopath living in the walls? Yeah, slightly different. Right. I, I that that's cool.
2: Cole... Totally cool to just be a stalker living in the walls. Cole
1: showing up is this movie just being its PG-13 self and being like, we've got the romantic interest between this lady and her handsome guy, so we gotta get this meat body here to get killed.
0: <laughs> meat
2: body.
1: <laughs> and it's like, okay, whatever.
0: Yeah, I do. I do agree with you, and for this reason, I don't. I don't necessarily hate that he shows up. I do think he serves the the purpose of the plot. He but is
1: just there to get killed, dude. Here's
0: what I hate about it. Well, no, I, I like. I like their tense dinner. I like all that. <sighs> like in the the her no. having to relive her victimization. Like that's all good stuff. That's interesting. I stuff. don't
1: think he needed to show up.
0: He he maybe not. He absolutely okay. needs to show up. No fuck fuck no. Here's what I fucking hate about it. I fucking hate that at one point her sister's like. Cole's been knocking on our door a lot. The other
2: day, he pounded a whole lot, and eventually my dumb dick husband went down and answered, and he said he was going to send you a letter. Not dumb dick husband, dumb dick child. She explicitly says he's 10 years old. Yeah, it's like a 10-year-old. So where the fuck is her dumb dick husband, then? There's, I cannot
0: fathom a world in which...
2: More either- importantly, where's the dumb dick law enforcement?
0: Where, my- the people yeah. who are
2: actually supposed to be enforcing the... Actual, real restraining words she the husband? has. What do you
0: mean? Okay. Uh, My sister or my sister-in-law are fleeing an abusive relationship, and then their dumb dick, abusive ex-boyfriend, their criminal, so the horrible dicks. fucking comes to our door. That doesn't end with a letter being sent or someone not being in jail or, I see. Okay. Th- th- there's no situation in which it escalates
2: beyond that.
0: Yeah. Them pounding on my door is the end
2: of that situation. Yeah. This brings up like a separate nitpick that I had, and we're not quite there yet. Although I did already blow the whistle. Yeah, we're there. Like, so... okay, fine, 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 fine. We, you... So
1: we're way there, dude.
2: Cool. You have a restraining order against an abusive boyfriend yep. that caused you a miscarriage. Yep. You're. He he is actively trying to find where you are as a person, and your sister. He knows where your sister lives. She has a child that is apparently ten years old or something like that. Ten. Why the fuck, as the sister, would you allow your child to answer the door unprotected? Yeah, it's all... none, none With of, that person out there. That 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 is such a stupid and incredibly unrealistic thing. I mean, Cole doesn't need to be here, man. Mark, it's
0: it's also, it's stupid. I wish it weren't incredibly unrealistic, but it, it kind of is
2: realistic. <laughs> like, that shit happens. It Especially shouldn't. in Montana, am I right?
0: <laughs> well, I
1: don't know what you're trying to say. Though. I don't know. I'm just like, <laughs> she's from Montana. They go out of their way to say it. It's fine.
0: Yeah. Look, it's uh, yeah, that that really sucks. And also the fact that like her sister encouraged her to leave for England instead of just being like why don't we go
2: stick somewhere safe stick around and, call and the make police. your life and and not let him govern how you live your life type of shit. Yeah, which type look, shit. that doesn't always work, but also like it it, it works a lot. Like be uh, fuck. Yeah. So yeah, there's some nitpicks here. I do actually I think it's important that you get that abusive ex-boyfriend thing in the frame I agree. Because... What this movie is essentially trying to boil down to is one woman jumping from a an abusive relationship from one abusive relationship to the next abusive relationship, and she doesn't realize that the next one is also abusive. So she's coming from Cole, who literally beat her into a miscarriage. She jumps into the Welsh countryside, or I don't know where this specifically is supposed to be, but the English countryside. Why did you go to Welsh? I uh, I don't really know. <laughs> uh and then she finds this this manor that has a doll that is either possessed or what is actually happening is there's this other like 30 to 40-year-old dude living in the walls who's also trying to rape her, right? Like she's jumping from one dangerous situation to the next dangerous situation and kind of the 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 horror here is that she doesn't realize the the new situation until it presents itself. Definitely and
0: I also think part of what works about this movie is her interactions with Cole right and her like having fled that abusive relationship and and him being there like emphasizes why she's willing to continue to take care of this boy when she thinks it's the spirit of a kid who died right after her miscarriage i want to do this i think that all works on an emotional level i think that's that's important stuff to get on screen jake Mm. talk about why you think that's all bad i i just i don't need cole here (laughs) yeah man
2: what's wrong with the primary mechanism
1: for cole is to kill someone who is not going to get in the way of the relationship that they built between her and malcolm yeah which i don't like i i don't disagree with what you just said I hadn't necessarily thought of it in that depth, and I appreciate it. So that's good. But I still think that the primary reason that Cole is here is for that, at least physically. You could still have the specter of him lead up to what you ultimately get.
0: Yeah, there there are ways to to. I don't think he needs to show up that relationship in flesh. Yeah, I guess it's also that asks that that's so many questions for me. Like they heard. Her sister's 10-year-old son knew where she was going in England. There's so much. It gets messy. It gets really (laughs) messy really fast. Yeah. It gets really
2: messy. the the other thing here that's interesting is I I guess in that way, you you could have made Malcolm sort of the bad guy, but – but Brahms is already cool with Malcolm because ostensibly he's been delivering groceries to the family for, I don't know, yeah, dozens no, of years. This was
0: a nitpick I actually wrote down. If Brahms is cool with that hunk, like Brahms shouldn't, he should understand that if there's a woman you like who's going to be at this house, she may or may not be into
2: fucking Malcolm because that, that dude's a stone cold hunk. I don't I don't know if... I, here's the thing. I don't know if Brahms has the sexual intelligence to know when other dudes are hunks. Maybe not. Maybe not. That's, pr- <laughs> that's probably what it is. <laughs> that's He's only been exposed to one other dude. Maybe maybe in his mind, all other dudes are hunks. That's also the first time I've ever heard the phrase sexual intelligence, and I really
0: hated it. Did you? <laughs> I don't know. It made sense to me, man. Really? Yeah.
2: I feel like, okay, fine. Whatever. Let me, let me let's talk about sexual intelligence for a little while. Oh, this can become a PSA. I, hate it worse. I, I hate have an nitpick. Okay. Um Oh wait, what? do I need to blow the
0: whistle again or have we No, we well, are yeah. in this category. There? Mark, if you want to blow it again, if you got a different blow, if you got a different signal. This is the first. This is the first. Oh, Real oh. proper eventually he's going to start to learn to circular breathe and he's just going to keep it going forever. I don't I don't need
1: doing <laughs> on the, the whistle here. So here's another here's another nitpick. Um, for the most part, I understand what is put in place with her as kind of the caretaker nanny of Brahms when the parents leave, right? It ultimately services the dude behind the walls. But why do they ask her... <laughs> What was the point of the changing of his clothes before bedtime or like in the morning, like putting his clean clothes on? Like, what is the point of the doll? Is that is that just like the we're going to make sure that no one finds out sort of thing? Yeah. So,
0: so I got a couple. of We're going to go out that. of our way to make this weird. Yeah. <laughs> What's it, the point? Almost kind of. Yeah. Right. Okay. Get, because when something becomes so weird like that. Right. And people get so committed to it. Weird shit happens. So like there's it's there so are weird. It's very weird. It's like weird. the yeah. only thing
1: that doesn't ultimately help the. Actual human who is alive. Everything else kind of helped it because, like, speak loudly, I, like play the music
2: loudly, put the food here. We don't know why. Blah. Like, I feel like they lean in. They really try and lean into the idea that Brahms didn't age past eight years old or so, and he is just a man. He's like literally a man child, where he lives vicariously through the doll. So it's important to keep that routine. And that, that, that's why at the end of the movie, she's like, it's bedtime. You have to go to bed right now. Right. You're in trouble. It makes him so I'm feel, not going to give you a kiss goodnight. It makes him
0: feel cared for when the doll's clothes are changed. He's living through that yeah. doll. So he will then exactly. change his clothes as a result? No. No. It's not a one to one you want scenario? a sexy
1: kiss instead of a kiss like a kiss goodnight from a mom, then, just because you can't you can't quell the
2: beast. Like, Who, the, so which well, sexy kiss are you talking at about? At the end of the movie. Uh huh. When she's putting so it on bed. So this is. This is Yeah, exactly. So you're touching on something. What this movie was originally supposed to be was a dark, underscoring, I, dark undersc- script R, about an R a R dude who movie. lives in the walls of a mansion who is like trying to rape and control the woman who is the caretaker for the mansion. And has raped. And, and- what it became yeah. was a PG-13 thing. That's a weird... Wherein yeah, that weird. wasn't true. Yeah. So what you're seeing is the remnant of that weird relationship. Well, it
1: creates weirdness. To say weird yes, more. Yes, it
0: does. <laughs> You're nitpicked. All right, so when she first shows up, right? She's in this car and I don't understand the scene where the the taxi driver is checking out her cleavage and she covers it up. That's just a weird scene to include. That Whatever. didn't need to be that was weird. But then she sleeps through him Ostensibly opening the trunk, putting all her shit in the house and then closing the trunk, but then she wakes up for a slight tapping on the window. I don't nah. know, dude. Nah, don't buy it. Don't buy it. I don't buy it. Yeah.
2: This is a very very deep sleeper. Super deep. But also not because he wakes her up with just a light tapping on the window. Well but that I mean that'll get you up. Well
0: someone opening and fucking closing <laughs> a trunk. Someone talking to her in the car. <laughs> Miss, uh, we're here. Okay. Hey, boys. Uh, a bread box. What the fuck is the point of a bread box? As I, far as I can tell, it's to make a bread moldy faster.
2: I, I put, look. I, I put ben, bread this is in the just freezer, a nitpick dude. with general society. That that's a thing that actively exists. Yes, it does. The and, British have had a lot of bad ideas. I Mark. hate it.
1: A lot of bad ideas. We have a bread drawer. In I put my the house. I put bread in the freezer, and
0: it does not mold. I keep bread on the counter, and I eat it. Oh. We do both of those. Cool. <laughs> and I don't know. It's a good it's both a good, work. It's a happy middle both work. Yeah, usually Wait, we what, have Hold on, how's the middle work that you have you eat both bread from the freezer and bread from the counter? I assume bread is on the counter until that's gone, then you
2: pull more bread out of the freezer. That's what I'm assuming you do, but I don't know yes. how you live your life. We predict the amount of bread we're going to eat in the next two days, keep that in a drawer, yep. and then be, everything else goes in the freezer.
1: That's what we do, too. Yep. Yeah. That's normal. Anyway. That's what I, you I do to not get moldy bread, bread. Bread's box. Yeah.
2: <laughs> bread boxes do so. It also don't takes don't up, up
1: space. Like, what
0: the fuck? Yeah, it's terrible. Don't to do that. that. I mean, they got, they, they're not like don't
1: use a bread box if you're using one stock. <laughs> That's a
0: hard stance we could take here on A to Z. We are
1: anti-bread box. We are
0: anti-bread box.
2: Okay, cool. Good. Anti-breadbuns. Are we ready Broke for ratings? Oh, box.
0: we absolutely aren't. I got a lot oh, more to. Oh god, nightmares. damn it, dude.
2: Yeah, we I still have a lot then of things we've to we've got to hurry. First, okay, good. I got- first and foremost, I I we have to we have to start talking about the fucking free sound like whatever the thing is called with the child laughing. The the child laugh sound that is in every single fucking horror movie needs to stop. Yep. Yep, and by free sound, Mark, you meant, like, freely
0: available public domain child laughter <laughs> that you can, like, search for. <laughs> it's also yeah, in a I lot of video games. I think it's one
2: that's built into the Are You Afraid of the Dark, like, intro. Yes, credits. it's the child
1: that cackle one. Wilhelm scream of I
2: laughter. was also
0: recognizing it from The Witcher 3 that I've been playing recently on the Switch. It's, it's yes. in every fucking thing. It is...
2: So obnoxious! I hate it. Stop using and it. Stop movie, using it. This movie. Everyone needs to stop
0: using this it. This movie isn't so low budget that you have to use like free sound effects or like very cheap sound effects. Absolutely not. This no. movie was pretty. Pay big one
2: budget. child the last ten million dollars, dude. Like a, yeah, two hundred dollars. It
0: can't it's, cost a
2: lot. It's too much. It's too much. Hey, it's, it's, he, oh, it's fucking, here's a oh, neat pick. It.
0: You know what I liked a lot? Here's a power move start nannying at a place on your first day. make yourself a peanut butter and jelly and glass of wine for lunch. That's a fucking power move. no I dug that. That's so like it's also character indication like that's fantastic. Mixed, oh so good. Grapes are in both jelly
2: and wine Yeah, it's great. I loved it <laughs> okay. I mean, good call. I appreciate that. Real quick one. When they zoom out from the mansion at some point, uh, it, like kind of in the middle of the movie, there's a peacock in the background. This does not seem like the natural habitat of a peacock. That just seems like sloppy sound design. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Uh, One other one. So the creepy. she keeps getting these creepy phone calls at the beginning of the movie, and I'm confused. Her phone rings. Which means there's another phone line ringing into the one she's on. It's not the same landline. You're just picking up the same phone. So they had a separate phone line just for Brahms to call out? I mean, you can have two
0: different phone lines, and you can call people from them, right? That's how the
2: call was coming from inside the house works. Yeah, but my point is that in order for that call to work she, she ha- they have to have already ordered a second landline specifically into that like weird bachelor pad that Brahms has. And he can he, just like make crank phone calls for, on a whim.
0: They've been they've been like making this whole bachelor pad for in for years for the 20 years decades. Yeah. yeah.
2: Sure, but like that's not <laughs> that's not really the the feeling that you get when a phone rings <laughs> and you pick it up and it's just like heavy breathing or whatever. And Why the, does he live behind the walls, like,
1: primarily. I feel like most of the time they're just gonna be, like, the husband, the wife, and the kid. Like, he doesn't have they just need a bunker for him to go into when people are there. Right, they just have a couple of rooms that are locked. Like, you're
0: not allowed to go into
1: that room. There wasn't (laughs) enough character development done. This should have been wrong, not just nitpick. There wasn't enough character development done about the parents. I mean, I get they killed themselves over, like, ostensibly the guilt related to I'm, I'm assuming it was the guilt related to, like, all the shit that had happened with Brahms. After the death of that girl and then their
2: upbringing of him. Okay. So, so you're what? You're 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 broaching a topic here that we should probably elaborate on here. So, Brahms, as a child, killed, crushed the skull of a girl who he was friends with. And then, in order to exon, not exonerate, but prevent him from going through the trial of that, they burned their house to the ground and hid his body within it so that he could not be the subject of the trial yeah so essentially all they've been doing for 20 years is hiding him from the police force and and if they were ever to subpoena like a search warrant on their house and they found a living quarters for him they would have a problem with that
0: sure (laughs) but that's why he has to live in the walls but it'd be hard to get a subpoena
2: to do that well, I also I don't know. It's a it's British. Did the British what? just issue? <laughs> did the what? British just issue subpoenas, Jack? <laughs> I mean, this is the A to Z horror British legal corner. I'm not that familiar with what British law, but I'm very tw- confident that it'll
0: just issue subpoenas for cops to go searching around in walls. What I'm saying for is twenty year old crimes,
1: Mark. Maybe yeah, exactly twenty maybe years, though. Mark. Twenty years what? later. I don't think it's going to be a situation where he has to exclusively live behind the
0: walls I and they got to to with I got a suspicion that this guy who Why killed in friend me? 25 years me? ago, he's me. hiding in the walls. We all have, I got to go find him. Every fucking
1: Guy Ritchie movie ever, we're American <laughs> as fuck, can you tell? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> it's 20 years. It's Brad years, Pitt all the time. It is 20 years later. They have dads? no- they have no reason to be doing this with a doll at this point. They've done that dance. It is done. It's
0: done. They'd be better off spending their wealth to just get this guy a new birth certificate and be like, now you're a different guy who lives with yeah, us. Yeah, they have enough money to make this fucking hell house. What it, are they doing? It's a what are they doing? I mean, they're stupid people, Jake. Splice in Taylor Swellman right now. What are we doing? What are we doing? This- what are we doing?
1: I'm pissed.
2: This movie, Fuck. <laughs> it's <laughs> and in that way we've stumbled upon what is both good and bad about this movie we, we've now stumbled upon what is the middle of this movie is like <laughs> we, there's no functional reason for this narrative thing for this to movie exist, for this movie. is interesting oh my
1: god dude oh my god
0: <laughs> uh, her sister calls her and when she's getting her for the date she's like I know you you're drinking wine aren't you? It's like immediately before that, you also showed me her drinking wine while she was reading and eating a peanut butter jelly sandwich. I think you don't know your sister as well as you think you do because she's just drinking wine all the fucking time. Or you know her
2: exactly as you think you do, and she's just drinking wine all the fucking time. Yo,
0: neat pick, Jif is good.
2: Jif is like, good. It's like if I were to call you and be like, Jack, I know you. You're drinking beer, aren't you? Yeah.
0: Yeah, you'd be wrong
2: You're almost wrong, 40% it- of the time, it's Mark. It's whiskey. <laughs>
0: You're wrong, no, it's hard No, I'm alcohol. taking shots right now, thank <laughs> you. Uh, it's a kettle and Coors. She brought her cell phone to this house, and while there's no service, if I thought a doll was moving around when I wasn't looking, I'd put my fucking cell phone in that room to record it. This is 2016, it had a video camera. It I'd also had pretty wanna,
1: decent audio capability. Yeah, I'd yeah. want
0: to know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep, absolutely. I think and, it, and look, all they had to do, all they had to do was have her like put her cell phone up to record something and have it get knocked over and then have it move. But they had to fucking address it and they didn't. And that's infuriating. Totally.
2: And while we're talking about that, like there isn't really all that many places left in the world where there isn't cell phone coverage. Uh, was, like, my, the I mean, my house
0: is one of them. Yeah, I was in <laughs> downtown London, and my phone barely fucking worked. Yeah, dude, I okay. will challenge that.
2: Okay, fine. Maybe this is a bad take. We were in, like, the depths of the Isle of Skye, and I still got at least three or four bars on my coverage. I mean, so. I
1: don't know. Maybe the Scottish fucking coverage is great, man. Hey, do you what? want a quick
0: recipe to know if you're a creep or not? No. Sure. Yes,
2: actually, yes, Jack, I desperately need to know this. This can't definitely guarantee you're
0: not a creep, but it will absolutely tell you if you are a creep, okay?
2: Okay. It's a two-part
0: flowchart. Uh-oh. Number one, do you have a harpsichord in your house? I don't.
2: I don't. I'm not a creep. It's already not a creep, creep,
0: creep. If you do, number two, are you in the doors?
2: If no, you're a (laughs) creep. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I, (laughs) I am in the doors, but I do have a harpsichord, so then you're good you're clear yeah I'm I'm set I am the (laughs) Lizard King this
1: doesn't work okay fucking
2: harpsichords are
0: fucking always it's the most depressing possible instrument if it's not a renaissance fair or a Doors song yeah a harpsichord's just gonna make me want to kill myself well hold on
2: hold on or or Golden Brown I disagree no 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 (laughs) (laughs) hold on hold on Golden Brown's one of the best songs like ever (laughs)
0: <laughs> ever this also set me down a rabbit hole of harpsichords versus clavichords because at first okay. i thought it was a clavichord then i realized not a clavichord it's a plucking it's a harpsichord sure. yeah. yeah it's not no, like a love insane. me two times I situation. G- I, I
1: don't disagree on the depressing thing it's so awful i think i don't know whatever man music is music
2: it's a good, it's a good atmosphere piece for to play the Brahms uh, yeah. lullaby.
0: All I'm saying is, you guys, if I'm ever a doddering old bastard and you come to my house and there's a harpsichord there, tell me I'm a fucking creep. If tell I come me to your house creep.
1: and there's a harpsichord there, I'm beating you over the head with a wine
0: bottle. Good, dude. thank okay. you. At least then we'll fine. have taken care of another creep in the world. Gosh. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, look, if
2: if any one of the three of us gets beaten over the head with a wine bottle, then good will have been done in the <laughs> world, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> I'm sure we all deserve it. Uh,
2: hey, boys,
0: these floors hey.
2: are poorly waxed
0: despite being shiny? So poorly waxed. Despite being shiny? <laughs> Never
2: have I noticed more
0: how poorly waxed a floor was. I'm saying, look, they look shiny. This is
1: the bougiest take ever But have ever you ever heard.
0: tried to use chalk on a waxed floor? Have you ever tried to use chalk on a gym floor, for example? Because I've tried to. No! I was told. What? I was instructed Why would I use to do chalk a chalk outline. Uh, Pluska's fucking forensic scientist class. We went to the gym. We did chalk outlines. Jack's high school takes are coming Chalk back. does not work. On waxed floors These floors are shiny The chalk works yeah, Something need, doesn't add up You son of a bitch You need like a viscous surface I'm saying You yeah. don't need a viscous
1: surface well, That's the worst possible adjective like- you could have <laughs> used No it's not I could have used many a worse <laughs> adjective Trust me Moist vis-
2: <laughs> Moist I feel like chalk works on most surfaces Not on waxed floors I disagree Have you Have you tried Yes Mark, and Chuck works fine.
1: Chuck works fine. Bullshit, Mark. Bullshit. I will bet you. Okay. Come. We are gonna somehow get have to get into a gym. We gotta get a good. <laughs> or we need a good bet here. What's the bet? I don't know. We gotta first access a gym <laughs> that's been recently waxed.
2: I'm uh, gonna
0: find some good ass chalk. There's a friend of the podcast who happens, happens ass- to be a high school teacher and a cheerleading coach. Presently, we got access to a gym.
1: I mean, it's gonna be like a decent
0: bet, right? It's gotta be. This is a big one. We're we're calling it a favor for this one. I'll do it. I'll buy whatever fucking chalk I need. That's not the bet.
2: Yeah, that's the bet. Chalk. The bet is the you think the bet is can you buy chalk? <laughs> no. <laughs> the bet is whether or not you can <laughs> use chalk to mark a floor. To mark
0: a waxed wood floor. Yes, exactly. I'll okay, buy so chalk. the
2: cri- – we're
1: not doing this right now. The criteria cannot be like, oh, look, the chalk's on the floor, and then if you do this, it's, like, gone. The point of chalk on a floor is that, like, if you do this thing with your hand, listener, that I can't – you can't tell, it's not going to be gone. It's going to stay.
0: This chalk works well. It's effectively a chalkboard in the movie, and it's a wax floor. It won't work like that. This bet – I'm officiating this bet, and it's got dire consequences.
1: In my club, I will splash the pot whenever
0: the fuck I please.
2: Ooh, ooh,
0: that's it, gambling.
2: <laughs> fine, dire, absolutely dire. <laughs> it's
1: listener. We'll tell you about it later. It's fine.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're. This is gonna get deep. <laughs> someone's gonna punch someone. Check head back off. in in ten years. One hundred percent. We're gonna fight each other in about a month. That's fine. Uh, I have one. I have one other nitpick to bring up in my in my Baileywick. So please hurry. Though, here's the thing: the seven hour podcast about Malcolm, which is he's hot. How does he not understand that he's bringing food for three people? You have you have two old folks, and what? Like you're bringing like fourteen steaks. For these people, and you're like, oh yeah, this is good for. No, oh, we- I, I disagree with this because he knows they
0: throw most of it away. He's aware that most of it goes to waste.
2: Nah, it, b- but uh, that's okay though. Like, you you're, you're <laughs> just gonna order. You're just gonna order. Fifty percent more, probably more than fifty percent more. You're, you're gonna order a
0: hundred percent. Yes, Mark, you're running what? a grocery store in a small English town. Can I sell and two more weird product? Dottering old bastards are like, I'd like to order four times as much food as I need. You're gonna be like, Hell yeah! I'll deliver it to your home and throw this most of livelihood. it
1: away. Are you your your nitpick? Is that he's
0: making more money than Mark's he otherwise a communist? Would? Now he's like, he, Mark's just doing communism. Yeah, Mark, all. come on, dude. To
2: each according to their need. From each according. Of their ability. I can't. That's I all cannot, I'm saying.
0: Okay. Can't not. That can't, has to be not, where we go to ratings.
2: Can't that has the proletariat to be it. I can't. shouldn't rely oh, on the rest of the proletariat.
0: We, over at It's Horror, use a one through ten rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one. Think about Mickey J. Polk we would rate how nice his pet squirrel is.
1: He is an asshole. He's a mean motherfucker, no doubt.
0: And for 10, think about Arnold we would rate how much he needs your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. <laughs> story is the first guy in to rate these movies. I picked this movie. I'm going to rate it for Story. I'm going to go a four for Story. I think that the twist is really interesting and really laudable, but ultimately this movie isn't doing a whole lot that isn't just right down the fucking middle. So it's like losing points for that, but it's it's also only exists because of its interesting twist. So it's it's a, it's a cool thing. I'm giving it a four. It's below average. Jake, how about you? I gave it a six and a half.
1: Uh, I don't disagree with what you're saying around towing the middle line, but I think that where this sort of like makes its hay is on the story side because you have that twist you have the good build-up and then hey holy shit there's someone who's been living in the walls that we've concealed so well this whole time
0: it's a housebound situation that
1: whole thing like that's a story that's how you build that despite the other like very i don't know i would say you'd have to get into the i don't know You'd have to get very deep into what we're talking about here, and I like to go higher on story to talk about Cole. Like, that's not what I'm going to do here. So it's it's higher than average.
2: Fair enough. Mark. I I ended up going kind of in the same vein as Jake. I gave it a six. This is, like, very much just a straight-down-the-middle horror flick with a pretty decent twist at the end. Yeah. I'm giving it a half-point correction in that direction. I like that there's a wrinkle that they add, and in that way that it's it's slightly better than average, I give it a six. Fair enough. World Building
0: and Immersion is our second category. I give it a six for World Building and Immersion. One, I think this movie is actually really immersive because of Lauren Cohen's performance. That's fucking fantastic and like takes you through the whole movie from start to finish, but also because... I like the world they build with this house, with this enormous fucking mansion that they film her in as tiny. It's great. It it feels like you might not know everything that's happening in this house, so that all works really well. So I think they build a really cool world. They isolate the whole movie to that world of this mansion. And then also it's pretty immersive. I'm going to give it a six. Jake. Mm. Uh, we kind of flip-flopped. I want four. Yeah. Uh,
1: it's, yeah, where, where I start to lose it is the fact that that all the things that we kind of talked about earlier start to come in. It's hard to stay invested in the film when you start to experience all of these things that are (laughs) happening. So it's anything from some of the scare attempts, I'll say, to like the dream sequences to the entirety of Cole.
2: Yeah. We we also didn't talk about this
0: earlier, but it's weird that Cole's like, I don't have any money, but I got this new contract that's going to give me money, but also I was able to buy us both plane tickets home without that contract having happened yet. That's what all What a bad. dickhead. Yeah. I, yeah, uh,
2: I, I don't know if that's a nitpick. <laughs> Financial malfeasance and irresponsibility in general is not a nitpick. <laughs> <laughs> People make those choices all the time.
1: <laughs> so it's just normal.
2: Yeah, that's, that's just straight up normal. Yep. He got a new contract where he's building a hotel and he'll have work, but he hasn't doesn't have the money but yet. He's like, nah, nah, that is uh, irrelevant. What Jack, is his job? He's a contractor. Yeah, yeah, Fucking he's asshole. he's he's just a he's just a general contractor. He's pulling
0: do. cable. Hey, Jack. Hey, he might be. Yeah.
2: working for Black Box, Mark. I gave it a six. Uh, I I feel like immersion varies wildly depending on what your opinion of. Uh, sort of Hollywood triple-A popcorn-type movies are, I am heavily willing to lean into this type of movie and just take what it gives me. And in general, I feel like this movie does a pretty good job. But if you don't like... The stupid choice, tropey stuff that this movie's willing to pedal, then it's not—it's not, it's not going to be for you. There, there's plenty of things that this movie does where you're like, "That's that I wouldn't make this choice, and I dislike it." So as a result, I—it's it, better than average. It's better than the usual horror trope type stuff, but it's still like not in the realm where every—it's—it's unassailable. I guess is what I'm saying. So six. okay. Our next category
0: is scare factor. I'm going to give it a 5 for scare factor. Look, I think this movie has some very effective parts. There there are parts that are legitimately frightening. I also think it's 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 very uh it it's entirely dependent on lauren cohen's performance right uh you you follow her from start to finish and i think that's that's critical to the scare factor cuz i'm i'm with her when she thinks it's just there being whatever nonsense shit creaky old creaky house i'm with her when i think maybe this is kind of real and then holy shit when the this is all dependent on the first viewing Right, but when yeah. when it's actually someone in the walls, I think it's an effective scare okay. performance. Like I think, but it's but it's entirely her performance that that sells the scares. Yeah. here. Jake, yeah. what about you? If I
1: had this on paper, this would be the category that I had circled in like red sharpie because I kind of knew what happened in this movie just through discussing with you guys what it was, and I know like I didn't get totally spoiled, but I knew that all was not what it seemed. So I didn't go in totally blind. Yeah, I knew some twist was going to happen. I think the twist in this movie it didn't do a lot for me before that. It was fine. It did the creaky bump in the night thing. It's it's fine. Okay. Um. The the sequence where Brahms comes out of the window that like ten seconds is awesome. Yeah, it's a mirror, like, not really a window. really, but... mirror. Sorry. Well, it's a wall. It's a mirror on a wall, whatever. You can punch through it's both. It's like the window like to the, the soul, you know? Did I say window the <laughs> first <did>. time? <laughs> just... Yeah, I'm drunk. Um. Anyway, it's that part It in and of itself, like, that's what this is in a horror box to me. So I gave it a four. I think that it could have done more with the concept, but ultimately, like, what I got out of that tiny little morsel was enough to keep me from being totally disinterested in the horror elements.
2: Yeah, Mark. I give it a 5 and I don't have much more to add for this. I you got you guys have touched on most of this. I, I there's stuff that I think will linger with you if you haven't seen that much horror before if this is like sort of your intro to it, but like the, honestly, the scariest thing here is the breakdown that Lauren Cohen's character has, where she's in his living space and she's like, "He was watching me the whole time." Yeah, uh, it's effective. That's effective, but outside of that, it's all just jump scares, and they're effective. But I don't think they particularly linger in a way that is something that we needed to highlight here on this podcast. So I mean, it, it's it's five. It's average. Yeah, slightly worse enough,
0: than that's, average. That's make us into effects or judicious lack thereof, and I'm giving it a five for effects. I think this is a movie that doesn't do much with the effects. Right? There are a few things of like people that shouldn't otherwise be around that kind of look weird. There's, but there isn't. There isn't much. They're not. They're not doing much. But I think the things they do. They do very well. I really okay. like the sound effects to this movie. Yeah. But they're not they're not they're certainly not taking any swings. So it's a 5 for me, Jake. Okay. I I sort of disagree,
1: I guess. I don't know. This is the highest category for me. Okay. I I like I kind of like what they did with the house space. And I think that for the most part it did everything it needed to do with the, like from the sound department like it it utilized the the record player it utilized like sounds in the distance and like the boys laughter regardless of what you think about that sound bite
0: yeah when it's too loud on the record player it's like almost a little too loud for you to listen to it's yeah, really good like
1: i kind of i i liked how all of that came together so from a holistic standpoint i think the effects were the strongest part of this movie outside of like we can't really rate the chemistry of the actors on set, right? So, for me,
2: this was the best part. I gave it a 7. All right, Mark. I I'm kind of in the same boat as both of you. I gave this a 6. It's a the thing <laughs> the thing that I want to highlight here is that it's a good doll. If if you're going to make this movie work, yeah. You need to have a good creepy fucking doll and they it's nail that part of it. Yeah, thank you it for looks mentioning exactly that. Exactly, we, like we, we
1: jetted through that without
0: mentioning the dolls, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it's why they made the second movie
1: because yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, they had that doll. Yeah. It's a Jaws two situation. Like this is an effects movie. Like regardless of what you think,
2: I think this is an effects movie. It's not an effects movie, but it is a prop movie. It is, and the prop now, works.
1: Yeah, if prop fits into effects, buddy, it's perfect system.
2: And on top of that, the thing that I mentioned earlier, the other side of the props category is the costuming works where the dude comes out of the wall and he's wearing this doll mask that matches exactly it, what Brahms is. You you can see his wild beard behind the doll face. Yeah, you got this like this totally scraggly human being that's behind it and like the wild eyes and the... Unkempt hair and all this other stuff. I mean, like, that part of it, the costuming side of it, is really good. But other than that, it's basically just straight up the middle effects. Better than average, but nothing that they're doing here is particularly difficult to pull off. So I gave it a six. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: going to take us into overall. And this is a six for me overall. I think this is. This is a really well-executed popcorn horror movie with a little bit extra to add, with a really good twist. That's that's a little bit better than that. This is a this is a good, enjoyable movie with good performances that I think people should watch, but it's certainly not mind-blowing. But I think it's, like, it's underrated. Jake? I give it a five.
1: I definitely don't think it's underrated. Uh, I do think that the twist is interesting if you're still able to experience it blind. If you're listening to this podcast, you're not one of those people. <laughs> but... You know, like, I like what it was trying to do. I do think that I I just have some issues with what this movie is from that PG-13 popcorn-y style. When you combine those things, it's not really what I'm looking for out of a horror movie. But it has an interesting element. Like, in there, in the, like, depths of what this movie is, I think there's a lot of interesting stuff. <laughs> and I I actually didn't know, like, what Mark was saying earlier... Uh, about how this was originally a lot darker. Not necessarily that we need that, but that could have been interesting to see.
2: Mark. I I like the way this movie evolved over time. I, I, I'm in the same boat. We're not that far apart. I give this a six. I think this is slightly better than average. This is a fun, highly produced horror movie that you can show to basically anyone. Yes. Uh, It it has that popcorn horror-type aesthetic to it where you can put it in front of anyone. And that twist at the end is predictable enough, but also surprising enough that it will make everyone entertained. Correct. And in that way, I think it works really well. There's the conversation that uh, Lauren Cohen has with the, the, the... the matri, the patriarch of the family in the in the garden earlier well he's clearing out the rat traps yeah pop. exactly when he's clearing out the rat traps they do this thing that i actually appreciated more on the second time where he's like i look i know i know this looks weird <laughs> i get it <laughs> <laughs> look i i i understand we're telling you to take care of this doll uh, oops but also, our son is still here, and he doesn't like it when rodents get into the walls. They, it's really good. They telegraph well the twist that happens later in the movie, and I don't think yes. you actually see it happening until the second time that you're watching the movie. That's a pretty impressive feat. I enjoyed this on the second time around. I don't know if you need to watch this again as soon as you watch it the first time, but like this is a fun one to revisit. I fully agree. Yeah, it's going to be some thumbs up, thumbs down. It's a hard thumbs
0: up from me. Mark, like you said, this is this is a movie that you can recommend to literally everyone. It also doesn't hurt that Lauren Cohen is really pretty. Uh, but
2: it's a And in it's a, a towel really... for a substantial portion of it even though that's a very poor choice on, on her part. Not substantial, man. <laughs> Not substantial. I mean, it's minutes of I, this movie. I would prefer more. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jake, what about you? Thumbs up, thumbs down. It's a weird choice that she would be in a towel for the entire movie, but you know what? We lean into it.
0: I wouldn't complain about it, Mark.
1: <laughs> it's an interesting one for me. I I struggle a bit with it personally, but I am really – I'm pro-horror movies that can get more people into horror and I think that in the last five years, this is probably one of the better examples of that. So while I don't necessarily love it, I think it's a thumbs up in terms of things that you can show people, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. all right, Mark. Yeah, thumbs up.
2: Hell this, yeah, This should all be surprising. Right. Jack and I have yeah. espou- have been espousing this thing as a fun little romp for the last few years, and that's exactly what it is, like A horror that okay. has a what? nice little twist on it. That's that's Whatever. exactly what it should be. It doesn't need to be I... groundbreaking.
1: okay. I didn't really like it. But I think it's <laughs> But right you also now. gave it a thumbs up,
2: so think about that.
1: Yes, but I clarified. Okay. Mark.
2: But I you clarified. still gave it a thumbs up. The point is you want people to see this movie
1: as an entry point, yes. <laughs> cool.
2: There we go. We if have you, it. You, Let's Look get just, the fuck out of here. Scan <laughs> then you can do it.
1: We got to leave. We got to leave. We, we got leave. to. Oh boy. This has been episode 172 of the A to Z Horcast. Check out everything we have going on. Head on over to A to Z com or come hang out with us on any of our social media channels. Those are Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere that I think other you can find. I mean, there's like other stuff too. Sometimes we're on Reddit, I guess. If you hang out what was there. Was that one we had like for once a minute? A month. Damn, I don't know. My there's so many... There's so many of these things. It's fine. We're on most of them. If you want a different one, let us know. We'll probably go there, too. We're like that. As Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, if you're still here hanging out with us, you might want to consider becoming one of those patrons that we call them. Patreon members. We have a lot of cool stuff going on over there. We produce extra content, throw some stuff out to those patron members. And uh, if that's not what you're here for, that's fine, too. It's okay. We're at the end of the episode. It's fine. We're just happy you're here hanging out with us. As always, the music has been coming at you from Super Bear. Their link is down there in the description below as well. And next week, we have the last pick of this crop of horror movies coming at you. It is one of mine. It is probably the smallest movie that we've ever reviewed. You're wearing a hat based on this movie. That's not true, but we'll get into all of the reasons why that is discussed in one week's time. And until then, get your buddy, oh, it's called The Triangle. <laughs> okay, good. And in one week, we'll talk about it. Until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great everybody.
2: And Apparently, you can't just film a naked person for 20 minutes and not have it be porn.